0: Kristen and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. It
1: is Wednesday, March 3rd. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf said Tuesday that teachers will receive doses of the newly approved one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine under a plan his administration will release today. Wolf's administration is planning on releasing that uh, at some point on Wednesday. So far, few details were given, but Wolf said that he and a bipartisan legislative task agreed that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine should be set aside for teachers. And then other workers considered to be essential, but who are not included in the first vaccination phase. In addition to teachers, other workers being mentioned for the Johnson and Johnson vaccine are childcare workers, police, fire, grocery store workers, and bus drivers. State officials expect 94,000 doses of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine to arrive this week. As school districts face pressure to bring students back to classrooms for in-person instruction, Uh, Philadelphia schools are still not back in. They are still 100% virtual.
3: Mm, Um, mm. So.
2: And I know that their union was trying to. uh, They were saying, uh, you know, they wanted the the teachers to get vaccinated before they go back. But I just saw a report that they're supposed to start hybrid on Monday. So, oh, really? Yeah, but I mean. All of this, time, like I cannot, right. I, I didn't realize they were still out.
1: I was, uh, I heard this morning they were saying this Johnson Johnson vaccine is going to be like a big time game changer with this one time yeah. uh, shot. It, it's it's going to be move things along hopefully quicker. But well, more so also to, because of, 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 of the storage requirements right. are less demanding. Right.
4: Yeah. Yep. And then also, uh, my wife is telling me that uh, uh, Biden put out the, an, an emergency order that uh, is going to have Merck also oh, uh, I saw p- that. put out that vaccine. Which, they're
2: working with Johnson Johnson, like even okay. though they're competitors, they're yeah. they're working together on That's it.
1: That's cool.
4: Right. And so the hope is that um adults uh, will be all all adults will at least have one dose of the vaccine by May or something like that.
2: Education groups say vaccinating school staff is an absolutely essential step towards reopening schools and keeping them open. Uh, the state is still in phase 1A of its vaccine plan, offering shots to people age 65 and over and younger people with high-risk medical conditions, a population that numbers around 4 million. Teachers currently are grouped in phase 1B. On Tuesday, Texas became the biggest state to lift its mask role, joining a rapidly growing movement of governors and other leaders across the U.S. to loosen COVID-19 restrictions despite pleas from health officials not to let their guard down just yet. The Lone Star State will also do away with limits on the number of diners who can be served indoors, said Republican Governor uh, Greg Abbott, who made the announcement at a restaurant. The governors of Michigan, Mississippi and Louisiana eased up on bars, restaurants and other businesses Tuesday, as did the mayor of San Francisco. Removing statewide mandates does not end personal responsibility, said Abbott. Top health officials, including the head for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, have responded by begging people repeatedly not to risk another deadly wave of contagion just when the nation is making progress in vaccinating people and victory over the outbreak is in sight. Uh, U.S. cases have plunged more than 70% over the past two months from an average of nearly 250,000 new infections a day, while average deaths per day have plummeted about 40% since mid-January. But the two curves have leveled off abruptly in the past several days and have even risen slightly, and the numbers are still running at alarmingly high levels, with an average of about 2,000 deaths and 68,000 cases per day. Health officials are also concerned about virus mutations. On Monday, a judge released retired Chester firefighter Robert Sanford from jail following his alleged role in the Capitol riots. The judge placed Sanford on house arrest. He is accused of throwing a fire extinguisher at law enforcement during the rioting. Meanwhile, FBI Director Christopher Ray testified before Congress yesterday. He says the Bureau sent out uh, a warning for the potential of violence ahead of the January 6th in Ray says authorities have arrested more than 300 people. In sports this morning... The Flyers began their stint against the Penguins with a 5-2 loss last night in Pittsburgh. The Flyers scored first, taking a 1-0 lead on a goal by Joel Farabee early in the second period. The Penguins scored three second-period goals to take control of the contest and end up with the the win in the first of three consecutive games between the in-state rivals. Carter Hart took the loss with 22 saves. Game 2 is tomorrow night, and the puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are at home again tonight with a game against the best team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz. The Sixers currently have the best record in the East at 23-12 while the Jazz are 27-8. and 8. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The City of Philadelphia on Tuesday raised its occupancy limits for indoor and outdoor venues to match the limits set by the state. On Monday, Governor Tom Wolf announced outdoor venues are now allowed to host events up to 20% of their maximum capacity while indoor occupancy will be 15% of maximum capacity regardless of venue size. The Wells Fargo Center said that it will host approximately 3,100 fans for Flyers and Sixers games beginning this Sunday. The Phillies are also preparing to welcome up to 8,800 fans back to Citizens Bank Park beginning on opening day, April 1st, against the Braves. The ballpark number reflects the 20% limit for outdoor events. All of these revisions are contingent upon COVID cases continuing to decline in the region. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank
1: you, Kathy. Look at that beautiful sunrise as we begin this Wednesday morning with warmer temperatures. It's It's awesome. awesome. Fantastic. It's great seeing uh, the sun come up a little bit earlier in the day. For those of you who join us on this schedule regularly... But we're going to have a beautiful day, like I said. Sunny skies, high 55 degrees, cooling off the next couple of days. But uh, just hanging there because it's going to be great next week. We have several things taking place today. It's Wednesday, a couple things we like to do. Fox, good day. We'll go on Fox 29 this morning and talk to Mike and Alex, so tune in if you have the opportunity. And also, we have a secret text word prize. This time around, tickets to to go to the Crayola Experience. Crayola? Which is in Easton, PA. 65,000 square feet of -of one-of-a-kind family fun attractions. And it is also this week's big freaking deal because you get two tickets for just $23. And that's while supplies last at WMMR.com.
5: I've heard it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd
1: like to check it out. So let's have you text the word SECRET to 39333. We will send a word to you later on. We'll ask you to call back with that word designated caller wins tickets. And we'll grab a random texter and give away tickets to them as well. Not only that, always a wonderful experience when we have our guest on Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, will be joining us around nine o'clock. He's just the best. Cosmic Queries is the latest book he has. It's called Star Talks: Guide to Who We Are, How We Got Here, and Where We Are Going. So there's small topics, yeah, just yeah. yeah. little things, <laughs> but uh, he dives into it all, and we'll uh, we'll spend some time with him, and that'll be around nine o'clock. So if you're a fan. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you do not want to miss that. It's always a great interview with him. All right, so these things and more are taking place. Let's break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report and the Stupid Questions up next. You know that. We'll be right back.
0: Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
6: Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long-stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: So stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $50 Disney Store gift card and a four-pack of Fandango passes to see the uh, movie Raya and the Last Dragon. Question I'm going to ask you has to do with something you might be enjoying right now, and that is coffee. Uh, The Juan Valdez logo Mm -hmm. represents coffee from Colombia, but... Even though you think of Colombia when you think coffee, maybe which South American country is the world leader in coffee production? Interesting. And you can rule out Colombia; it's not that. Two one five two six three wnmr My family, Rochelle and and the kids, went to Brazil. I mean, uh, went to uh, Colombia because yes. um, we have family members there, and uh, they went. There is a theme park in Colombia that is. It's basically the coffee theme park, Coffee Disney. It's yeah, what? basically That's exactly. Wow. It. wow, really! And they said it was awesome. They said they huh. put like really badass rides and everything. Who's so. our friend who um, from La Calome?
5: Who um, Todd Carmichael? Oh, Todd Carmichael. That's right. Yeah. his show was really good. He was always down. Dangerous Grounds. In dangerous Grounds in South America, and he was in. So basically, like, uh, in many cases, he was in, like, cartel territory. Uh, He was crazy, the things that he did. I would love to
2: talk to him again.
1: Uh, That's fascinating stuff. he, He would go broker these coffee deals. All right, well, let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays today, Wednesday, March 3rd. I have one for the tuna lady here. (laughs) <laughs> David Faustino's, oh,
2: that's so sweet.
1: Bud Ooh, Bunny married, married with Children.
2: I never got into that show. No, nah, ah, I tried. Not. I tried. Like I because I remember my friends loving it, thinking it was so funny. And uh, well, it was. It
5: was big for Fox. It was one of Fox's first yeah shows. With, right when Fox was attempting to become a network, so it, it caught on. I have to admit, I didn't. I was not a big fan. Uh, to me, it was so over the top. But I did like. Certain moments and certain, I thought Agreed. they were all competent performers. Like
2: it was almost like it was just on, and like sometimes I would catch some of it, but I never like sat down and watched it all the right,
1: time. Right, right. I yeah, I was kind of a pedestrian uh, observer of yeah. it as well. I liked it, uh, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't know every single episode. But- no it was funny but and it certainly pushed the boundaries for it its time big time look at ed O'Neill as that character oh. as
5: as, as uh, you know uh al bundy yeah. Yeah. and then his character in modern family a yeah. completely different nuanced character i read yeah.
7: a uh, short biography about him and steve that you know was so successful for fox for a stretch um ed O'Neill was the highest paid actor in in the world isn't that wild yeah <laughs> and it was like 3 or 4 years and he he was he was a working actor for yeah. a really long time. And then he got onto that TV show, and it just enormously successful made him a very rich man. You know yeah. that he is a really advanced Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. master. He's, yes. a, he's a really fascinating guy with a really cool life. I don't know so much about David Faustino.
1: But... Uh, he's 47 today. Herschel Walker, the retired football player, is... Known as
5: the David Faustino <laughs> of football.
1: 59 years old. Uh, Jackie Joyner-Kersey, Olympic track and field gold medalist, uh, is 59 today. Uh, Jessica Biel, we talked about her not too long ago. I forgot why. You
5: were talking about how you were stunned at how good her body was and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. Right. I don't remember
1: why we got on that. Maybe it was we were somebody's about... birthday.
5: Oh, well, Adam Sandler, perhaps.
1: Yeah. yeah I had also
4: told you, I think, about a show I watched on Netflix. It's actually a USA show that's now available on Netflix called Sinner. And she's kind of ratted up, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. But um, she's in the very first season. She's also a, um, like an executive producer. Her on it yeah, um, but it's um, you know she's in the first season uh, there's only three seasons I thought the first two seasons were really good first season was really really good third season was just okay but uh, Bill Pullman plays this detective and and it's decent so if anybody's looking for a you know, a show to binge it's, or whatever. It's decent. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first season's really good. All
1: right. She's 39. Uh, Miranda Richardson. Uh, Nick from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. She played Rita Skeeter. Oh, yeah, the writer. That's correct.
5: Isn't she also in uh, that the Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, Fred Claus, isn't
4: she? Uh, <laughs> Fred Claus. Well, no, that's but... bad Santa. Billy Bob Thornton. She's I, sorry, I, she's, I in...
5: she's actually Santa's wife in, in uh, uh, Fred Claus. Okay. okay. I believe so.
1: Uh, so she's <laughs> 63, and you mentioned Modern Family earlier. It's Judy uh, Julie Bowen's birthday. Too. Love her. Yeah, she's pretty spectacular. Uh, but not only Modern Family, uh, she was a lost. Uh, she's been in tons of movies. Happy Gilmore. Uh, she is uh, 51 years old today. All right, we'll see if someone knows the answer to this question. I wanted to know... Uh, which southern uh, South American country is the world leader in coffee production? Two one five two six three wmmr I will go to Molly and see if she knows the answer. Hey, Molly. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Molly. What South American country is the world leader in coffee production? Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. And I accidentally said it. When uh-huh. I meant to say Colombia. Yeah, no. Uh, so we are going to set Molly up with a uh, fifty dollars Disney Store gift card and a four pack Fandango passes to see Walt Disney Animation Studios' new adventure, Rhea and the Last uh, the Last Dragon." In the film, will be available in theaters and on Disney Plus with premiere access on Friday. So heads up on that. Uh, we're going to start with the royal family. The Associated Newspapers plans to appeal against a judge's ruling that it invaded the privacy of the Duchess of Sussex by publishing. Parts of a letter that she wrote to her strange father, Thomas Markle, you remember this, and uh, 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 the judge, Mark Warby, ruled that uh, she had a reasonable expectation of the contents of the letter would remain private, but their request to appeal has been denied by Warby so, as of now. How many
5: levels do they have? Can, can they take it? I up don't to, know. Is the highest court in England? Were I, I they get, so
1: inclined? I get lost in all these things and, and how many I, chances you can keep going back at it. So. I know there's powdered wigs somewhere along the line. Yeah, somewhere yeah. along the line. Uh, meanwhile, some are asking the pair, meaning um, Prince Harry and um, uh, Meghan, Meghan Markle, uh, to. Uh, and also CBS to delay airing the Oprah Winfrey interview, um, which many believe will attack the royal family. Uh, they point to 99-year-old Prince Philip's health and warn that it may end up making them look bad as well. Uh, Penny Junor, author of Prince Harry, Brother Soldier's Son, told the Daily Beast anything could hijack this interview. Uh, Philip is ill he is ninety nine and could die at any time. Well,
5: there's supposed to be some bomb shows that are going to drop. But can't you distract him? Could he not watch me TV on Sunday oh, night? Well, he could. Uh, love Boat into Colombo.
1: Uh, he said, "This uh, insider said Isaac that, seems very up on what's happening aboard the ship. They were not to know he would. He's uh, out of sight. They were not to know he would get ill, but it could be seen to be the wrong time. But I doubt it is in their gift to postpone the interview." Uh, the control is in the hands of CBS and Oprah. No,
5: they're going to run with it.
1: Robert Lacey, historical consultant for the Crown and author of the definitive royal biography, Majesty, told the Daily Beast, I think it would be a marvelous turnaround for Harry's image if he took the brave step of canceling the whole thing this weekend <laughs> or if that's not practical postponing that's it that's not going to happen
7: no they won't they wouldn't cancel but they i mean there must be some serious bombshells in there if they're trying this hard to Maybe. prevent it from th- being seen i think they would try regardless you think yeah so? yeah no matter what the, what the deal is and and
5: uh, you listen uh, <laughs> Megan Markle's not beloved throughout England and she's not there's there's there're, there're different camps you know on both sides and I think everyone will take everything with a grain of salt it's not like it's not like I think the bad I think there are more royal fans now because of the crown oh i'm one
7: and yeah and and i I used to not care in fact i was turned off by it you know 15 20 years ago and and now i probably because of the crown i'm all in on this stuff i don't know what that says about me but i love it no and and i've always loved it
5: i think if you're going to talk about a major misstep that had an impact that they had to really fight their way back from was the queen's demeanor after diana's death right and, and so and they address that in the crown obviously and
1: because of the crown now i know who the family members are Our yes uh, I, I did not know I have to watch before it. that yeah
2: everybody keeps recommending it to me it's telling good. me to do it. i i have to just you know what i get turned off by if there's uh how long is the accent <laughs> an hour no not no 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 i mean how uh how many seasons
1: uh there's four seasons yeah. so yeah.
2: sometimes i get overwhelmed and i'm like i'm never gonna make it through four seasons this so i just that. don't start it yeah either. this won't
5: be that for you i, I think
1: you'll be Think I think yeah. be- okay. Yeah. All
2: right, I know. Think I of Bridgerton
1: without the boners. <laughs> well,
2: uh, that's not really that fun. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, it's it's good. I I used it as like uh like an exercise show. If yeah. I wanted to to do some uh cardio, yeah. put it on and I we'd like only that. watch it while doing that. So Uh, Let's move on to our royals. Kim Kardashian, (laughs) our monarchy, is concerned about Kanye's mental health amid their split. And an insider tells E.T. that she is concerned about his stability. Are you you worried about Kanye? But (laughs) says... But says...
8: (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's but, a daughter. But <laughs>
1: says she has full faith it, that he will strive to do his best to be the father and person he once was. I think
4: I can fix him. Let me touch him with my finger.
1: Uh, the source said uh, the divorce has been difficult for him, but knowing that he has access to uh, his little ones and has split custody is making the transition easier. Where are he at,
5: as they say? Is he at the ranch? Or is I, don't, he- I don't know. Uh,
1: the source said uh, Kim and Kanye are in contact with regards to their kids. Kanye has hope that they will reconcile, but he is not expecting that in the immediate future. The kids are doing great, and the older ones have had time to process and understand the situation. Kim and the rest of her family... I've done an excellent job at coaching the kids through this, the insider said. I tell you, if
5: I want really deep insight and analysis of all this, I turn to the pundits on Dish Nation. Yep. They they really have all the information present. Is so, that
1: still a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. Uh-huh. So the insider said uh, she is happy to see that chapter close. She knows what it is, what uh, uh, what it is, what, what is healthiest for her and her family, and she is ready to put this hardship behind her, both publicly and personally.
5: That's good news, uh, whatever you just said.
1: Uh, Kim has had her moments of feeling overwhelmed as a mom, of course, but the fact that her family has been so unified and supported her through this difficult time has made things so much easier for her to process. She Hmm. definitely appears to be living her best life. Shut the f*** up! This week she she supported us Supported uh, Dolce & Gabbana's uh, virtual fashion show. Oh, wow. Posting (laughs) sultry images of herself in black lingerie from her home for the label. Uh, Was that the picture you had just pulled up, Nick? Uh, That's not black lingerie. Black
5: lingerie. Uh, Kylie did black lingerie. I don't know how the hell I know that Kylie did black lingerie, but I do. I guess that's the thing now. Okay. In the Jenner... Uh, Kardashian family. Yeah.
7: It's funny when they're juxtaposed to the photos of the kids. You yeah. Know? So they yeah. go from lingerie to, here's one that's nice of me in North, and mm-hmm. mm, I'm filling up a sippy cup, and here's my vagina. <laughs>
1: right. Hey, while the documentary Framing Britney Spears continues to stir controversy with her father, uh, Jamie recently declaring to CNN that he would love nothing more than to see Britney not need a conservatorship while the lawsuits, uh, between them is ongoing. Did um, you watch the uh, documentary at all, Preston? No, I have not. Yeah. Uh, Brittany herself prefers to see the positive things in life. And one example is the extremely rare photo she posted on Instagram with her teenage son. Who are like towering over her. Yeah, that's the thing. So they are are already taller than her. I'm wondering, I've never really seen comparison of her height with... Other people to get an idea of how tall she is, but she might be kind of small. Seeing
5: her standing next to, like,
7: Justin Timberlake, she seems like, my, I'd, I'd put her yeah, like, 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, okay.
1: All right, yeah, her sons are
7: a little bit taller than her now. Right. I, have, I haven't watched the documentary either, but I've heard that uh, Justin Timberlake does not come off well uh, I, in it.
5: I don't think, and people have come down on Justin Timberlake, and, uh, you know, because of some of the stuff. And it, it's, what what it really was, is two young people dating, and he may have you know not been as tactful as he could have been okay but i don't think it was anything explosive or horrendous i
4: mean do they go into why they broke up in the first place i, I don't know because i, I mean yeah. i i had heard uh listen she had you, cheated what well, dude not only that but like she basically um <laughs> no. she, she used her mouth on fred durst in a helicopter like
5: how'd you hear that
4: Dude, these are things really? that here. Yeah, I got my you know I don't know. Got my finger I don't on the E. T. Yes, <laughs> you yeah, went down, on
1: Fred Durst in a
5: helicopter. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so like No, no, I so the they the, the documentary says uh is that he you know, immediately that was the assumption that she had cheated on him and it was something that he helped orchestrate and Create and uh, but there's no definitive answer on what went down, I think, except apparently in the helicopter. But the the word is, is that, you know, they've gotten past it means years ago. Yeah. I, dude, I don't know.
1: He said, she said. Uh, exactly. It's like, who knows? it's like the Limp Biscuit song. It's a lot like that. It's all about the he said, she said, It yeah. 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 all comes back
7: to Fred Durst. Doesn't it?
1: Uh. Well, we're going to go to Will Smith for now. Uh, oh. He's not ruling out running for political office at some point. He said in an interview that he is not opposed to entering the world of public office. So he was asked about this. You right. A lot of
5: times these things are positioned as that... You, yeah, Will Smith's just sitting there and blurts out he wants to run for president. They never they never contextualize it by saying, right. when
1: asked if he would ever consider. Yeah, So uh, he said he's not opposed to it. He said, I think for now I'll let the office get cleaned up a little bit, and then I'll consider that at some point down the line. Uh, this was on uh, a podcast, Pod Save America. Uh, the actor continued that he plans to certainly, quote, to my part, Excuse me, uh, whether it remains artistic or at some point ventures into the political arena. Uh, Smith also discussed his experiences with uh, racism and shared that he's been called the N-word five or six times. He said, fortunately for my psyche, I've never been called N-word, an N-word by a smart person. So I grew up with the impression that racists and racism are stupid and they are easy to get around. And I just had to be smarter. Uh, he said that uh, once he started in Hollywood, he began to notice a difference between ignorance and evil. He said ignorance is more prevalent than blatant evil. So I've always been encouraged that the process of education and understanding could alleviate some of the more dangerous and difficult aspects of racism that have unfortunately been embedded in the very fibers of our country. That's a pretty healthy way of looking at things, I think. I think you should run Brazil. Uh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Smith is currently promoting his new Netflix series which is called Amend the Fight for America. Ant-Man 3 will not be bringing back TI. Oh man. The musician turned actor played Scott Lang's friend Dave in the first two Ant-Man movies but is not part of Ant-Man the Wasp Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Quantumania's cast. Uh, as news reports, uh, follows that uh, T.I. and his wife, Tiny, are facing accusations of sexual abuse from a number of women, though it remains unclear whether the Ant-Man 3 decision is related to these allegations.
5: You know, they have a reality show, these two, so, and I guess that's, okay. is that still in production now in light of all know. this? I don't
4: know. I don't know, but did, was he
1: um, under fire for something
4: else?
5: He's, other he, than he's pretty controversial. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right.
1: right. Well, the couple are also faking, facing accusations of kidnapping, false imprisonment, Ew. assault, harassment, <laughs> intimidation, and the forced ingestion of illegal drugs, but Jeez. both strenuously deny all of the allegations. I heard a
5: rumor that he gave a Hummer to Fred Durst in a helicopter.
1: <laughs> uh, it was a, not him. Lawyer representing the couple said, we are confident that if these claims are thoroughly and fairly investigated, no charges will be forthcoming. Huh. Uh, These allegations are nothing more than the continuation of a sordid shakedown campaign that began on social media and now attempts to manipulate the press and misuse the justice system. There Um, are people and
3: there
5: are companies and there are organizations that specialize and get hired out to commit what they call the smear. And that's that's part of the deal. And that's used for extortion. That's used to get money. It's, It's part of the process. So I don't know. Everyone's do their day in court. We'll see how this shakes out. So. So you think somebody's faked that? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. But it's but but you know it, from on their side they they could have a point there. Somebody could be, could be coming after them,
4: putting out false material. Just as long as Michael Pena is still in the uh...
1: yeah, he has to be. And Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, are uh, will welcome back to its cast Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer. it Says here, okay. Michelle Pfeiffer, I Michael, awesome. I don't see Michael Pena's name there, case. Uh, joining this time around will be the Society star, Catherine Newton, and Loveca- uh, Lovecraft country actor, Jonathan Majors. Uh, Newton will play a newly cast Cassie Lang, uh, while Majors joins the film as classic comic book villain, Kang the Conqueror. I'm a little bummed out oh. to see that they're going to recast uh, Cassie. I, I really that, liked I thought she was great. It's one of the most beautiful moments
5: in, oh, uh, in Endgame, that whole sequence where he's walking around and all these people are gone and... His daughter's grown up. He he blinked, and she's now, you know, a teenager. And it happens
1: near the beginning, too. Yeah, absolutely. Which is great. Uh, In other news, WandaVision star Randall Park recently revealed that he's unsure of his own Ant-Man 3 return, having previously made his MCU debut in Ant-Man and the Wasp as Jimmy Woo. Uh, and he's great on uh, WandaVision. He's excellent. I wasn't expecting to see him pop up, and he's got like, two shows now. He's really on the Rock cool. Show too. The uh, oh,
5: is he? Basically, Young Rock or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, he's playing this um, this news reporter who's doing this long piece on the uh, Dwayne Johnson's run for the future presidential election.
1: Okay. Uh, Jeanette McCurdy, remember her from iCarly? I do. With uh, Miranda Cosgrove yeah. revealed why she has called it quits for acting. In the February 24th episode of her Fish Out of Water podcast, McCurdy spoke with Anna Ferris about her experience as a child star and why she left the acting realm. Uh, McCurdy, who many know as iCarly Sam, said that she initially didn't want to act but pursued it because of her mother. She said, my mom put me in it when I was six, and by uh, sort of age 10 or 11, I was the main financial support for my family. Mm -hmm. My family didn't have a lot of money, and this was the way out, which I actually think was helpful in driving me to some degree of success. She said, I ultimately quit after my mom passed away uh, because with her death, uh, it kind of died a lot of her ideas for my life. And that was its own journey and a difficult one for sure.
5: Well, this is uh, this is kind of wild because I, I um, she seems very talented. Um, You know, the characters were lovable, but sh- she's making a case that she never wanted to do this. And she is
1: remaining true to her. I'm walking away and I'm not going to do any more acting. Mm-hmm. What does she do? I don't know. So, McCurdy, who also appeared alongside Ariana Grande for Nickelodeon's iCarly Victoria spin off, Sam and Cat, shared the reason behind her exit from the spotlight as fans question whether she'll appear in Paramount uh, Plus's revival of iCarly, which, by the way, on Netflix, iCarly has popped up to like the top 10 again. Yeah, no doubt. Of of most watched. And I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe they just released them, or
5: they do a couple that. Of weeks ago. They try to drum up excitement. I know that the original Punky Brewster series has popped back up in light of the new reboot. Yeah, so they're it's they manipulate it.
1: They manipulate it. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll. They, they, something's coming. I in. thought, I thought the top ten was the most viewed for that week. Th- or That something, I, don't I don't know. What. Yeah. 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 I,
4: okay. Yeah. Well, they have. I mean, they, for the category, like trending, right? There, there's a trending category. There's a new uh, releases category, and they'll work with movies. top
1: ten category too. In the top ten. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So mm-hmm. the top ten in the USA, it says usually. So okay. I usually check that out and see what people are watching. Uh, so anyhow, the revival, will see fellow cast members uh, Miranda Cosgrove, uh, Nathan Kress, and Jerry Traynor reprise their roles from the popular sitcom. While her mother's death was a major factor in the decision to stop acting, McCurdy added that her childhood credits also contributed to her departure from the screen As Sam, the edgy best friend of Cosgrove's Carly, um, McCurdy done odd outfits, regularly pulled off puzzling stunts for both iCarly and Sam and Kat, and she said, I resent my career in a lot of ways. She said, I feel so unfulfilled by the roles that I played and felt like it was the most just cheesy, embarrassing experience. So she hated it. I know. She, she looks back on yeah. it and looks as it as, at it as embarrassing. I wish but it wasn't the was case. It was a, it's a, kid show. Kid it's a show. show. You know, yeah. that's what they do—goofy stuff. And man. it was—it
4: was—it wasn't <laughs> Sophie's choice for All crying out loud. I think loud. that's
7: nothing to be embarrassed <laughs> well, about.
4: How old is she now? Um, I
7: mean, she's 11. 28. Oh, okay. 28. So she's wow. probably in like a self-reflection phase and looking probably at, you know, right. like mid to late twenties where she's looking back at the stuff that she did earlier in life and I'm like, nah, I'm not that proud of it. I want to go in a different direction.
1: I like to get her on the show.
7: I'd okay. like to to talk to her and tell her it's and dress okay. her down. And say no, and just say it's okay, man. We, yeah, we know,
1: my kids got a lot of entertainment out of it and therefore I got a lot of entertainment out didn't of it. Didn't she have a um wasn't, wasn't there some like NBA stars? There was a guy that was uh, that, that went after her yeah. and reached out on social media. They went out on a date, but it didn't really yeah. go anywhere. But yeah. Uh, McCurdy may have thrown in the towel for non cam on camera work, but she's revealed that she is trying her hand at directing and writing. Uh, telling Anna Ferris that uh, she created a one-woman show as well. Anna Ferris
5: walked away from the show "Mom," mm-hmm. and and the show was doing very well for CBS. And just
4: oh, she just walked away.
1: She had enough.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. and oh. then they they wrote they wrote out her character. They had this one season that they're doing now, and then the show's over.
1: There you go. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski is embracing her curves. The 29-year-old model posed <laughs> nude in a series of beautiful photos of herself and her pregnant belly. Oh, come on. she's always. <laughs> Yeah. She's always showing pictures of herself. She's uh, a model. She wrote uh, "Just Me" and "Reliance at Home" and oh, New or no Renee. It's it's a it's it's a screen, No, it's a screen name. So it's a, uh, I don't I don't know what she's trying to say. Renee Clown Fart One. Yacy. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Uh, uh, referring to photographer. Oh, here you go. Renel Medrano. Okay. Uh, okay. She and her husband Sebastian Bear McClard. Bear. <laughs> <Fire. laughs> How come knot? one guy gets Renee, and the other guy gets Bear McCloud? McClard. McClard. yeah. Uh, in two, they tied the knot in 2019. I'm here in my apartment. And this is their first naked. child together. As <laughs> light
5: envelops my body, mm-hmm. I am Earth Mother, ready to give birth.
1: So Earth. she's Look my nipples. She's posted a. Uh, Remember the time she showed up at the uh, shot.
5: And was like a Brett Kavanaugh protest or something, and. She had a like her nipples were coming through her shirt, and no, some of the people no, saying, don't. "Perhaps you need to go home, <laughs> put on something a little more."
4: You're distracting. You're from distracting from the press the message here. <laughs> There's just nipples. I mean, like a it's belly a shirt, shirt. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: boobs. <laughs> So if you want to see the picture, that is uh, on her Instagram, I believe. All right, um, Emmy Awards are set, kind of. On Tuesday, it was announced that the 73rd Primetime Emmy Awards will be broadcast on Sunday, September 19th. You uh, say you
5: hate them, right? Or, or not that you hate them. They don't do much for you. They do me. nothing for you.
1: Um, Because a lot of times, it's the same shows in the same categories, and, and it's just uh, a repeat.
5: I uh, want a fair share Emmys.
1: Uh, the show will air live at five PM uh, Pacific time though on the CBS Television Network as ah. well as Paramount. Plus uh venue or host is to be determined. The Emmys uh cycle between C B S, NBC, ABC and Fox, and the host is often an employee of whatever network it lands on. So. I
5: bet I bet they're looking to pass this off because in light of just what happened with the uh with the Golden Globes mm-hmm. with historic low ratings. I assume they're doing this virtually as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. So, Doctor Oz, Doctor Oz literally saved lives. lives. Sources tell TMZ uh, the man that a man at Newark, uh, the airport, I believe, uh, collapsed. uh, Yeah, near him at baggage claim, and he was able to clear his airway and give him CPR and then use the defibrillator on him. He had flatlined, but Doctor Oz brought him back. How about that? He's a doctor. You know, Doctor Mike has done likewise
5: uh, on a life recently. Yes. He saved a life on a flight. I think it was some sort of cardiac episode. Wow. No care? Yeah, it, was, it was a couple months ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we need to hear that story. Yeah.
7: I talked to Dr. Mike yesterday, and wow. I, I called him, and he called me back, and it, it, the, when I picked up the phone, is what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> in a are loving, you, are you dying? A loving, oh, caring man. way. Are you dying? What do you need? I got
4: nine people in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah when you answer the phone, when he calls you back, <laughs> you're already in mid-conversation. Yes. Yeah, we
5: dove
7: right into
2: it. I made Dr. Mike uh, speechless the other day. What oh, did you really? say? He literally My had God, nothing. I've
5: never seen one that beautiful.
2: No, he, he didn't know what to say to me. So he was setting something up for me. And, you know, of course, he was, your VIP. your VIP. You tell them when you get there. Yeah, okay, I'm going to walk into the doctor's office and say, I'm here. So I said to him, he goes, but you got to come down to the city. I hate driving into the city. You know, I'd rather go no, to oh a pen, yeah. you know, yeah. Radner or King of Prussia, whatever. Yeah, near your home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he goes, you got to come into the city. I go, Find I go, but if I'm driving all the way to the city, are you taking me for lunch and a glass of wine? (laughs) He goes... Are you drinking right now? I <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was hitting on him. <laughs>
1: He's the best. Uh, so uh, this gentleman that Dr. Oz brought back is reportedly recovering in a hospital in New Jersey. And they identified him as a serial killer.
5: No, no kidding. The, uh, uh, it's a pretty wild story, and uh, you tend to forget he is a legitimate cardiologist.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, Hugh Grant has been cast as the villain in Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly's untitled Dungeons & Dragons film adaptation. I'm I'm curious to see. Uh,
5: Dungeons & Dragons just ruled for the longest time. When those, I remember, again, I... I don't like to boast but I used to work in a bookstore. Well, yeah. And and, uh, and so uh, those books would come out and those that's how they played the games Right. and they were huge and you know and and it's just this thing that's still carrying big.
1: on. Yeah. yeah. It's still big. So uh, so he uh, Hugh Grant will play the main antagonist in the film which is being jointly produced and financed by E1 and Paramount. Sophia Lillis Known for her work in uh, It. She played Beverly in It. The, yeah, the main she's finale. great. She's wonderful. And on Netflix's I Am Not Okay With This uh, has also joined the project. Uh, Grant and Lillis join an already star-studded cast, including Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, and regé Jean Page. For Dungeons
5: and Dragons.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know uh, who's also
5: big into it? Vin Diesel, Brian yeah. Hussein. Yep.
1: Yeah. Based off of Hasbro's wildly popular game franchise from Wizards of the Coast, the Dungeons & Dragons adaptation, will dive into the game's magical world of elves, humans, bards, orcs, and, of course, dragons. However, it remains to be seen if the film's storyline will take place entirely in the game's fantasy world or if it will involve the game-playing aspect, you know, like Jumanji yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. type of thing. So um, we'll have to see how they parse that out. I'm wondering... That's what I'm curious about.
5: How do you get a handle on? Like, I, did you see the Warcraft World of Warcraft movie? It was a big oh.
1: CGI thing, and uh-uh.
5: I mean, they, from what I can tell, they ported the game into the movie, and uh, you know, it's it's not knowing much about either. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it it seemed pretty accurate, but it was it was okay. Okay. Um,
1: so Hackashack is coming to all elite wrestling. Shaquille O'Neal may again absorb some intentional hits. In his tag team match this week, the seven foot one basketball Hall of Famer gets his chance to dish out retribution when he steps into the ring for his first match with AEW. O'Neill said, "Oh, I'm winning, guaranteed." <laughs> uh, he is a lifelong wrestling fan, and he ripped off a list of favorite wrestlers from Tony Atlas and Junkyard Dog. So Andre the Giant and Brock Lesnar. Wow, Tony Atlas. I haven't seen that name in
5: ages. <laughs> you got to watch then this rock wow. series because a good portion of the cast are actors playing the Iron Sheik. And as I told you before, Andre the Giant, all these wrestlers from that time, including Ric
1: Flair. Yeah. Uh, so O'Neal is set to perform in his first competitive match. When he teams in All Elite Wrestling with Jade uh, Cargill in a mixed tag to take on Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet, what the hell is? By the way, is
5: this so? This is. His own, are you familiar with this? No.
1: This league or this this. Uh... No. This is in Jacksonville. This is at Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida, on Wednesday's episode of Dynamite. Uh, the seeds for a feud were set up last November when Cargill appeared oh. on Dynamite and trash talked Rhodes that O'Neill. Was the real giant killer of pro wrestling? O'Neill responded on Inside the NBA and told Rhodes, "Name the place." So is this tonight? Uh, it is this week. It might be tonight.
4: Yeah, uh, well, we're looking at a graphic here. It
7: says Wednesday, March third, right? Yeah, that's uh, today. Yeah, is that the guy from uh, the Burt Kreischer show? It, it looks like him. Yeah. Uh, what's that? That like a uh, uh, the big, crazy Gong Show type of thing? Yeah, the, the the super big event, the Big Show, or something like that. Yeah, that wrestler is one is of the hosts Is that co-hosts. Cody Rhodes? I
5: believe so. So that's uh, no, no, who he is.
1: I'm, uh, uh, Cargill? Uh, O'Neill was crushed I, as a teenager when... I don't know the answer. Go well, Big Show. We have no
4: idea. Well, Jade Cargill sounds like a female. It does. Uh so I think Cody, it's Cody, Rhodes. Sure Cody does. Rhodes. You're
1: right. Yeah. Cody Rhodes.
5: And right. red velvet sounds like a cake. I don't yeah. think
1: a f- uh, a woman would get in there and, and well, brawl think, with uh <laughs> but look, it, <laughs> it, it kill looks Nail, like it's Shaq? man
4: versus it's man and
1: woman versus man and woman. Are these mixed like. wrestling oh. matches? Yeah. Wow. You know what? I think you're right. Red Velvet must be a I don't know this wrestling league at all. I don't know who nah, she me is. Neither. So uh, maybe that's the case. Well, okay, Snickerdoodle's taking on the Iron Sheik. <laughs> so O'Neill was crushed as a teenager when Hulk Hogan slammed and defeated Andre the Giant uh, in the main event of WrestleMania three. Once he became an NBA star, uh, Shaq Diesel, a nickname yeah. made for pro wrestling, <laughs> I
7: forgot about that. Eventually,
1: had a word with the Hulkster. He said, "I told him you broke my heart when you body slammed Andre the Giant. I cried as a kid. I really did." And all was mostly forgiven seven years later, 1994, when Hogan beat Ric Flair at Bash at the Beach and celebrated with Shaq. And O'Neal has uh, been as well-traveled inside the Squared Circle as some of his favorite stars. Do you think it would
5: be with Shaquille O'Neal's injuries, his legs are bad, his knees are bad. Obviously, he's huge.
4: Yeah. But if you were strategic about it, you could take him down. Right? Oh, my God. Listen, man. You if he got at, his legs, yeah. 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 I mean, you look at, like, Andre the Giant. Right. Like, <laughs> the guy was a mammoth man. Yeah. He wasn't in the best shape. You saw no. him, look, uh, you know, walk around the ring like, oh, God damn it. I'm, I have to hey, fall here. <laughs> By the way, don't feel so good. Uh, Craig Legans texted me, Cody Rhodes is the son of Dusty Rhodes.
7: No, no kidding. Oh, God, I mm. remember that. Dusty Rhodes. And Preston, you like uh, fit women, and Jade Cargill is fit. Is she? Yeah, check out her abs, man. She's, wow. She wow. She must go to the gym. Yeah, she must nice. Work out. <laughs> she must work out. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: saw this guy who shaved his body hair. And, and made it look like I he had
3: abs. It. Did you see that? I I saw it. It. But they were straight. Yes. Yeah.
1: You gotta be really hairy. Yeah. But it looks great. It's a great idea. Absolutely.
5: <laughs> Didn't we even tell we sent we sent Joe? We we uh we muscled him up a la three hundred at, at, was it a was Sharpie or something? Or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, right. we actually drew abs
1: and everything on him to see if... It was <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we used Sharpie on him. Yeah. We, we did one time use some spray tan uh, stuff in here to create That's shading. Right. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, because they were doing that on 300. 300. They, those yeah. guys all were muscular, but they yeah. accentuated it by adding a little shadow to sure, it. Sure, sure, yeah. All right, uh, I think we're ready for clips, so let's go ahead and do that now. Uh, the Voice is back for the twentieth season and tenth year, and here Judge Blake Shelton talks about what they do to keep people coming back. Uh, we do two
9: seasons a year, and you know, every season it just seems like the people just never get tired of this show. They they love the idea, they love the fact that uh, you know we're we're all about the talent here, and and not uh, any of the other bull crap that comes along with with the music industry. I don't give
1: a f- uh the voice season twenty. Twenty. Airs uh Mondays in NBC. It is streaming on Peacock now. My
5: favorite part, Preston, is when the when the judges trash talk each <laughs> other. Oh my god, you two? <laughs> it's like they're they're totally razzing each I, other.
4: I, I don't I don't know if he and Adam Levine actually I like each other. Are not. they
5: even friends? Because gosh, they go at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was one time when and I've only I've never really watched a show, but I saw and Blake was like uh You know, I I have Adam's phone number here. Oh! Oh, And I'm going to give it out. And he's like, no, you, don't you do that. Did he do it? (laughs) I think he did it. He
4: is, I'm going to say it, a scamp. These judges have had more success as a result of this show (laughs) than than any of, I mean uh adam then their levine. music career yeah adam, adam is- levine has left the show i think right now oh, he's, he's well he'll, he'll come back yeah, you yeah. know they they, they like, all like they'll vacate a chair it's like a boomerang then, yeah like nick jonas is now one of the judges i don't yeah. know if he's ever done that before but you know he's got an album to sell but uh so adam has done a, a duet with gwen stefani i think they they have all collabed as yeah. a result of you know being on the sh- but who, from the show, has actually had a career as well, a result? Well, John Legend
5: is on. They're all, I guess they all have their deals. Yeah. You're getting
4: weekly exposure on a huge level.
2: So. What do you mean who's had a career?
4: Who, as a contestant, has oh, had a career oh. from, I mean, if oh, we I'm went sorry, to American Idol. I thought you were talking Idol, about the, I, yeah, yeah, I, I posed the question, in, you know, <laughs> not, not the right way. Um, but, like, American Idol at least has had a couple of people come out of that, you know. Yeah, no one from The Voice that comes to mind.
1: No Eight. one. Nobody. No one! That's had a post-career? Post-career. Post-show career? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But we I can't tell this you this. We have another clip. <laughs> in uh, boss level, a retired military operative finds himself in a never-ending time loop Loop on the day of his death. And in this clip star. Frank Grillo yeah, discusses how his actual son came to play his son in the film. Carnahan here said, we want your son to play your son. I'm like, nope, not happening. And uh, we sent him through the audition process, and we sent him to an acting coach, and I was like, He's definitely going to lose out. He's never going to, and there he is. And that was Rio Grillo. Damn! Yeah! Oh, my son sucks. He's never going to get this job. <laughs> uh, boss level will be released in theaters uh, this Friday. By it, the way, it is basically
5: a Ground and Mel Gibson's in it too. Um, Groundhog Day with a lot of action.
1: That sounds like uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah like fairly similar well. to that. Oh, yeah. Heavy. I do too. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the entertainment report. Let's take a break. We got a lot of stuff going on today. Secret text word, text word, secret 39333. And you could possibly uh win. What the hell do we have here? Uh I've forgotten. Oh, take to the Crayola experience. Yeah, yeah yes. And uh, we're gonna go on Fox Good Day. We have Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show coming up at nine o'clock. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: Find 933 WMMR at com. Yes. Yes, you can. So
1: Steve had an observation about a food delivery service. And I thought, you know, there's so many stories that come out every day about food, which is where the connoisseur was born. Yeah. And, and we've we tried to stop. We've tried to stop paying so much
5: attention to it. The truth is we eat. We, we eat. all eat. We all like yes. food. We all like different foods. It's like. That the connoisseur was born of that. It's every whenever you talk about subjects, you it, it can be it can bring us together and it can polarize us and it can come down to what kind of pretzel you like. Right. So we said we need an expert. Hence, I just the creation. I,
1: You're like the vision. You were born out, out of a <laughs> need. <laughs> I well, I just hope people enjoy it. We go to it a lot, but there's, I mean, tell I love, us if you don't. I'm yeah. talking about food. yeah.
4: I also. Or if you, know, you do. If, if I should have left that option. If you can indulge me during this conversation, <laughs> not right now, but I do have a question about nutrition in general. Oh, that's uh, boring. No. It,
1: well, maybe. We'll, it, yeah. We'll see if we can uh, uh, entertain you with that in a little while. But in the meantime, we have some stories about food, and we're going to... It's time for the
5: Goddess of Christ, we
1: hope you enjoy this. Steve, we're going to start with you. All right. You, you had an observation yes. about um, caviar, the food delivery service. So a lot of us are
5: using food delivery services more because, you know, if you're getting stuff and you're you're just tired of the same old thing, it it, it gives you an option to hit places that you might not otherwise go to for takeout. And obviously everyone's really was paranoid at the beginning about, you know, uh, the pandemic and all that stuff. So we we became more um, uh, consistent users of caviar. We had been using Postmates and a few others who reads, but caviar. (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm using it in places that I've used and gone to, you know, to get food delivered from Preston. I go on the site. They make it really easy. They want to obviously make you, you know, uh, make you get your food and be happy and return to the site and use the service. And so I uh, the past couple of times I logged on to places that I've ordered from, this, this icon pops up now that says unavailable too far away. And I'm like, well, isn't that the whole purpose? I mean, I'm not ordering from Des Moines. I'm ordering from, for example, I'm ordering from Iron Hill Brewery in Chestnut Hill, which is four and a half miles away. Places you've
7: ordered from before.
5: Uh, Places I've ordered from before are now deemed too far away. And I'm like, do you actually have to live in the restaurant when you order from um, caviar? Because this, I mean, how did a whole list of restaurants suddenly become too far away.
2: Well, so is there any sort of construction? Because if a road closes and then they have to go around, Cafe. it'll change the distance.
5: Yeah, well, even... That, so, I've ordered from places that, you know, like in, in Suburban Square or... You know, out even further, and they'll come. Honey, grow up here. They're, they're, they, you know, they come to your house. They'll come. So, I mean, it's, wow, really?
3: Yes.
4: Do you think All it's right.
5: a victim of its
7: own popularity? Like they've
5: become? It's it's possible. I don't know, but it seems huh. kind of odd that a, a restaurant that is yeah. sitting just a few miles away. Now, I mind you, I realize this is an admission that I'm being a complete lazy ass of not getting in the car and going to get it myself. But I happen to be watching Adam Twelve. Yes. And I did not, I wanted to find out who stole the washer dryer.
1: Whatever it is, I I assume that it is not financially viable for them to continue to do that. Maybe that's it. my assumption. I I don't know for whatever reason. Marissa?
10: Yeah, there's a couple of things that changed with these delivery services a few months ago. Um, One of them was like uh, services like Caviar were actually becoming third parties. So they were ordering from the restaurant. As a caviar driver, so that they would actually be taking the money from the restaurant and they would be siphoning it so ah. so they like actually were like putting some laws down on this to kind of uh, control it. Um, but also, I think some restaurants uh, decide that their food doesn't travel well. Mm. So if you are in within such a distance, which, Kathy, that construction thing is really interesting because even like five or ten more minutes on your food, if it's like a burger in a plastic container, right. then it's like getting sweaty. And yeah, Let me make that choice.
5: Yeah. I, I'm aware. If I, listen, if I were to go pick it up, it's still going to be the same distance, me traveling, sure. driving it back home. It doesn't age or get more inedible because it's in someone else's car. Right.
10: You don't sit in the parking lot and eat it <laughs> like I do? <laughs> no, I do not.
5: It just it just seemed bizarre that a whole bunch of restaurants in fairly decent proximity mm-hmm. are are now unavailable on this. And I always, you know, and I always make sure I, I tip the drivers and so on and so on. I That's one thing that's always alluded to me, Marissa, the arrangement. I like to go when I can and I'll go buy takeout from restaurants because I know everyone's hurting yeah. and try to buy in, in in as many as I can You know, so they have a couple of things they can put in the refrigerator, even freeze and and, and do this. But uh, how do they work out that deal with with Uber Eats, with Postmates, with all these other services? Yeah, that's a good question. Those
10: services are, like, fantastic because they're convenient and and they can deliver right to your door. But they are taking about 30% of the menu. And that's usually why it's a limited menu because they decide which – foods can travel okay. so if it is possible to order directly from the restaurant yeah um, and do take out that way it does benefit the restaurant better. well
4: so here's the deal as far as food traveling well and the food if you are getting takeout the food does not have to be assembled now hear me out just because Please. i or- just because i ordered a burger it doesn't mean that you actually have to put the burger and everything on the bun. You can actually just keep it all separate because sometimes the juices are the case, yeah, case. So
5: Jake, I ordered from Jake's Coopers in in, in Maniunk, and I've yeah. ordered from them again, and I've used caviar to do so. Yeah, they will send the burger in a separate container with the bro- and the other and everything comes nicely. Yeah. I don't. I understand certain things don't pour. It, yeah,
4: but that's fine. I, I made the decision. I got a roast pork sandwich uh, from Poppy's down in Wildwood. It is uh, the best po- roast pork sandwich uh, yeah. that that I've ever had. Sorry, Johns. Uh, but uh, they and I got it in takeout. And by the time I got home, the you know, the, the juices from the peppers and all that had kind of seeped through the bun. And I was like, it, you didn't have, you actually you could have just gave me the bun separate and I could have put all this stuff on it when I got home and it would have been a better sandwich. You know what we I'm saying?
5: Can, we can send a man to the moon, right? And we can't make a roast pork sandwich that travels
7: well. Right? So one of the things that I'm reading, Steve, is that uh, a lot of it might have to do with driver availability because of these um, services have taken off. It might not have to do with the restaurant being near you. It, it, might it have just to... seemed,
5: Nick, like, though, that, that a switch was flicked. Yeah. Even in, I mean, when you figured there would have been more of a clamp down when people were really just, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to touch anything. Uh, and it was never uh, unavailable. I the only time I saw some, I've seen things like that pop up is in really inclement weather, where where obviously they don't want to send drivers
7: out, and it's it's an issue, and they'll 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 but, pop up. But, but think about just, like Uber drivers near you. You like you have to right. rely on their ability to be near where right. you are, and that right. determines some of the rates. So <laughs> if a, a driver for DoorDash or caviar or whatever is not anywhere near you, the restaurant won't hire that person. So it has nothing to do with the restaurant's distance. It has to do with the driver's distance. Right. I, I, I you.
4: Can you guys explain to me the ghost kitchen by any chance? you guys it's understand? Very what this scary.
7: Is? I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay.
4: So it is a kitchen that cooks for other establishments. Um so there is uh I, I thought Marissa was uh, motioning to me. She was not. Um I've heard of the Living Dead restaurant. So no,
5: oh, this say-
2: is. I think Guy Fieri was uh, maybe exploring this. So yeah. You're
5: saying that, that there's a kitchen that can provide, um, that can take sort of the overload from other restaurants and
4: right. provide food with uh, that they can then send out. Yeah. Okay. So so um and I'm trying to think of like a, um there there is a there is a business or, or a restaurateur somewhere in the city who is like crushing it right now and is essentially his one kitchen and he's providing for like thirteen different restaurants right now. Uh so you know, while he might be hurting in his brick and mortar where he's at, where they are at, he is able then to be able to provide for other other kitchens. Now it might be like it might be baked goods. You know what I mean? Like things that travel well and, and, and can sit on a, on a display for uh, a little uh, bit.
5: Like I'm fine with these places that I've ordered from before. Again, But Uber could eats I go get my – yeah. and I do. And I do do that sometimes. You know, listen, I, I would prefer to give business where I can give business to these places. But uh, it was just kind of weird that all these places I had been using are suddenly blanked out.
10: Yeah, Case, with the ghost kitchens, um, Steve uh, – Jose Garces was doing it. He was cooking for all of his restaurants out of the one in Old City, Old Bar – um, and they were delivering it from there. I think Steven Star, too is um so a lot of these restaurant tours are creating new pop-ups. yeah, that like maybe they wouldn't open a whole restaurant of chicken sandwiches. right But for the next few months, while the restaurant is closed, they can kind of turn that into a kitchen to make chicken sandwiches, sell that, and then see what happens.
5: All right. okay. I'm um, I'm confused, but uh, uh, my, I guess my world has come crashing down. In we it. don't have
1: any definitive answers for you, Steve, unfortunately. So, but um, um,
5: there we go. I mean, yeah. we still don't know if the Loch Ness monster is real. That's is true. Some of the questions <laughs> we've
1: been able to always that. persist. I forgot to put my hat on. Oh yeah.
5: Well, yeah. Maybe that's why we didn't get an answer. Yeah. You I, didn't have the authority. I gotta put my chef's hat on. <laughs> maybe we need to
1: take that hat out a little bit. Well, to fit your headphones. Well, it's over my headphones. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it looks weird. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to candy uh, for a moment. Reese's announced a uh, day before yesterday that it is releasing a new candy called Ultimate Peanut Butter Lover's Cups.
4: Yeah.
1: No. Uh, the cup that you don't like peanut butter? Uh, I, I saw the
4: picture of this thing. Nah, just, I, I need my chocolate and that uh, thing. The yeah. cup is made entirely of peanut butter,
1: inside and out. Uh, the sweet treat is available in various sizes, and you can get them when they roll out nationwide to retailers next month for a limited time. What was the one I saw Reese's
5: has now that has and it's a it's a very funny commercial. Um uh, it is the Reese's cup and it has brownie in it. Oh, I don't know. So the guy goes in his his I guess his girlfriend is sitting on the couch and looking out the window. And he says, "Hey, what's wrong?" And she turns to him and she goes, "Nothing." And there's there's a pause and he
1: just looks at her and goes, "Okay."
5: <laughs> and you know something is clearly mm-hmm. desperately
1: wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What does that have to do with peanut butter's and brownie? I I
5: whatever, but it's one of those it, it whatever the ad slogan is okay. ties into it. I remember the the every nuance of the spot,
1: but that was <laughs> okay. Yeah. I am uh, I'm 100% in on this. Wow. I'm I'm at least uh, I want to try it. I'm yeah. not going to dismiss it before I have a chance to try it, uh, but I I did read somebody this uh, who who had uh, gotten advance. It was a um uh a journalist. Uh, who said it's a bit much, so that it's it's a might little... Might be a bit much. Might be a bit much. <laughs> uh, said that they missed the chocolate and uh, that the peanut butter is a bit too much. But I, listen, I love the peanut butter portion of Reese's Peanut Butter Same. Cups. And I'm candy journalist Mort
3: Grimsby, and I say it's too much.
1: Would like to try this. Yeah, I think I just, you
5: can have too much peanut butter. Yeah, I, think I don't it's...
4: think the, the peanut butter coating is anything like the peanut butter that's inside. Well, it, no, it's, it's like a
5: peanut butter ganache. Yeah. Whatever that
4: means. Yeah, so I'm, I'm out. Um, not even willing to try it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: I'm glad to hear you're not open at all of this. Uh, we're going to stay with peanut butter for a moment. Oh. Um, so whether you choose uh, smooth or crunchy peanut butter, it might reveal some more about your personality. Than Which you do you choose? Uh, Right now, smooth, but for the longest time I was a uh, crunch peanut butter person, but I like smooth. A study commissioned by Jif polled 2,000 Americans and found 50% prefer crunchy, 50% prefer creamy. So choosy parents choose Jif. I guess so, but uh, (laughs) but just split down the middle. And 63% of those who prefer crunchy describe themselves as optimist compared to just 56% of those who preferred Creamy, who said the same.
5: They're edgy loners who like to pleasure themselves on Zoom calls. What? Other,
1: other findings, <laughs> uh, Creamy fans tend to be more introverted and early risers, while Crunchy fans tend to be more extroverted night owls. Interestingly, a third uh, of both groups said that they love dogs and cats equally, and Creamy fans recalled... Uh, being bullied more for their peanut butter preferences as children than Crunchy fans did.
5: I think Creamy, uh, so Creamy fans are
1: perceived as being less able to handle the crunch. Maybe, but let let me wrap this up with this. Nearly half of all respondents said it would be a deal breaker to find out uh, their date is on the opposite side of the Creamy versus Crunchy debate. A deal breaker in a relationship? Well, p- right.
5: Possibly tongue-in-cheek or possibly uh, deadly serious. So
7: well, they have serious yeah, other relationship yeah, yeah.
1: issues. And-
5: it says their date,
1: so maybe this okay. is early on in the, the relationship. I think
5: if a guy, uh, <laughs> like, during a date, farted and cupped his hand oh, and waved it up to his face,
4: that would probably be more of a deal killer than your chunky right. peanut butter press. Well, I don't know, man. I think My- we need to compartmentalize here. My wife, uh, when we first started, she was a skippy person, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this, right? And I switched her. She's now a GIF person. Okay, but uh, I also, when it comes to, it, it depends on what I'm I'm partnering my peanut butter with. I don't know if not, I can do this. I'll touch your pee pee. I can do this <laughs> on whether or not I want creamy or crunchy. So if I'm doing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, creamy. If what I'm do doing th- a peanut butter and honey
5: sandwich, crunchy. What do you think <laughs> about sque- the squeezable peanut butter? Have you seen that? It's unnecessary. To me, it's like okay. it's like cheese whiz is to cheese. Yes.
4: Uh, yeah, well, so they have that now it's available for, uh, uh, sour cream as well. Okay. I'm actually okay with My that. My wife
5: uses the sour cream squeezable. Yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, so to me it's like that. I, I don't know. I, I, t- I think you're probably going to end up wasting more peanut butter that way.
1: Because you can't get it out of the container. Mm-hmm. When I am, uh, aware of what I'm eating and trying to make sure that I'm staying calorically, you yeah. know, in, in a ballpark. Uh, peanut butter is something I have to stay completely away from. Yeah. It is so good, and I love it, and it's one of my all-time favorite things to eat. But it is so calorically high, and I just don't understand why. Well, because
2: it's peanuts, a lot. Well, a lot I, I of know, butter.
1: but it's also a good, a good protein source. So, like, well, I know it is, but yeah. but still, if you're watching the numbers as opposed to nutrition, yeah. you know, carbohydrates versus protein and all that, uh, it's just one that's that's tough because a tiny amount like a tablespoon yeah. is like yeah. 100 <laughs> calories or, or more yeah. i can do that i can stop at one spoonful
5: and no. and just what? do that like or i or have a like if i'm really if i'm you know, in the
1: zone, I can do just a couple of almonds. Man, you are yeah. stronger than I am. Uh, man, peanut butter on a on a just toasted English muffin or something yeah. like that is yeah. just nooks heaven. and crannies, heaven. Yeah. If you yeah. that's what the whole um,
5: genius of Thomas was, oh Mr. God. Thomas. He created the nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm.
4: But if you use like an organic peanut butter. Like, I'm, it's I'm not
1: that much less.
4: No, I know. But at least, you know, that they're you're you're, pretending it's less. No, you don't have any other additives to it. Right. There's no added sugars. And, you know, like you're you're actually getting a pretty, you know,
7: pure free range peanut peanuts. Yeah. yeah. I think if I started a brand, I would call it peanut better. You know, peanut <laughs> better. Yeah. If it were to be a healthier yeah, peanut yeah, butter. No, peanut just
5: butter. say it is.
1: Just
7: yeah,
5: yeah. I'm call not, it peanut
1: better.
7: It's not
5: necessary. Well, they couldn't say it was better if it wasn't.
7: Right. That's a great I Put name. it on the label. Okay. Yeah, you can use that, America. All right. <laughs> okay. Or um, low calorie, but put a question mark.
3: <laughs> low calorie? Low calorie. Yeah. Mark. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
5: <laughs> right? That's not false advertising. No. You're no. simply, you wonder as well. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We didn't check anything. Let's work on it together. Get it up, fatty. <laughs>
1: All right, so Reese's has that new peanut butter cup coming out and uh, crunchy versus uh, smooth. Low-calorie? Disgust. (laughs) Arby's will be selling a crispy fish sandwich. What kind of fish? And a King's Hawaiian fish deluxe. Dolphin. uh, For a limited time. Well, dolphin is actually my, my, that's what they used to call it. But, that's uh, a dolphin fish. You're saying a uh, yeah. like a bottlenose dolphin? Yeah, why not? Uh, Arby's is also giving people a chance to try their fish sandwich for free. You visit Arby'sFishCheck.com uh, to claim a check for $3.79, which is the average price of uh, the fish sandwiches, and this promotion will only be available while the vault is open. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is presumably not very long. Even if you can't get one for free, you can purchase a fish sandwich at Arby's right now through March 29th.
5: What was the Jeopardy question the other night? And I, I did not know this, Nick. Or perhaps, perhaps you remember it if you were watching. They they talked about they rebranded a a name of a fish to... Uh, oh, Yes. Sea bass, Chilean sea bass. I saw that Steve. And and, and and once they did, it became the the, the fish to have. And because its original name was not did not oh, generate right. an interest. So they they renamed it, rebranded it Chilean sea bass.
1: I have a story here. Hang on, because my, my uh connoisseur uh stack is very, very thick, but there is a campaign right now in Britain. Uh, for two fish that they want to rename, yeah, because the name is forbidding, it, well, or, or yeah, or it, it, it's it's a turnoff. It's a turnoff, and it's and the, there's nothing wrong with the fish, but people don't buy it because of whatever its goofy name like, uh, is. The
4: queef paste,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's hesitant. a wonderful fish. Like grouper
4: doesn't sound that great, but it's yummy. Um, <laughs> I mean, grouper that's not a bad name.
5: Um, uh, it's there. Whatever the Chilean sea bass is original name was was not it just was not selling when they tried to
2: i don't know but this is they've been referring to it as chilean seabass since 1977
4: yeah well that was the year that the a-team
1: debuted (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense (laughs) so no a-team was 80s uh, so, you know what? I can't find this story. I wish I had it, and, um, uh, because I had am sorry
5: it. to throw this at you, uh, no, Connoisseur, No, no, but no,
1: it's one that I meant to get to eventually, but i I can see your hat deflating, and I'm very sorry. Yeah, I don't know where it is. I'm sorry, but yes, they, uh, they were, uh, th- there's two that they are trying to, uh, uh, use a campaign to change the name of is it the patagonia toothfish that, that's yeah, it yeah that's it, it the yeah, patagonian
5: yeah, yeah. toothfish oh that that's, didn't sell well that's the one that they
1: changed <laughs> the name or they're
2: trying to no, say. No, they no, changed it what, to Chilean sea bass yeah that's yeah. what it was and they wanted to uh, it was actually a wholesaler uh, who wanted to market it uh, in the United States and knew that they had to change right. the name, so it changed it to Chilean.
0: Oh, <laughs> 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 a
5: Patagonian toothfish. Yeah, Chilean seabass. That's oh my gosh.
1: Right, right. Uh, but
5: give me some of that. <laughs> What's that thing with the huge teeth?
1: All right. Uh, so I, I wish I could find that story, but I can't. All right, let me find uh, something else here. We're gonna we're gonna move over to beverages. Um, now this is interesting, and allow me to expand here. But uh, gin maker ray. Uh, which has been around for 191 years, has introduced an alcohol-free gin, which it's calling Tanqueray 0.0. The no-alcohol drink is meant to replicate the taste of Tanqueray's signature London Dry Gin, which has an alcohol by volume content between 43 and 47%. Uh, It's noted that non-alcohol and low-alcohol spirits have become more popular in recent years. Quick question concerning this. Is there any alcohol that has any
5: interest... To you, if it is completely alcohol. In other words, in other words, well, like
1: that's what I was going to scotch or anything like that. So when I quit drinking, yeah, uh, for just shy of two years, I think it was two months of uh, shy of two years. Uh, it was because my uh, migraines, and I wanted to try abstaining to see if the, uh, that relieved any trigger issues that I had with migraines. It didn't. Yeah, but then I'd, I'd quit for a while, and I'm like, you know what? I'll hang it up for a bit. So I started drinking non-alcoholic beer, and uh, it was. Only okay. It was mm-hmm. pretty good at best, and that's all there was to it. But what I wanted was something that simulated some of the flavor that you get from hard alcohols. Uh, but nothing, nothing existed that I could find. Oh, really? I wanted to see if there was a if there was a non alcoholic bourbon of all things, because I'm a bourbon drinker, and I wanted. That flavor, that caramelly, vanilla-type flavor that comes in some bourbons. And they
5: can't replicate they,
1: it. Well, they haven't gone to the trouble of it anyhow. But, I mean, obviously you don't get that alcohol burn that yeah. comes with it. But, so I'm interested to try this Tanqueray. Uh, zero, and I'm not a giant gin fan, but I do like it. I had some uh, gin drink over the weekend, and I'm, I'm curious how close they get the flavor.
2: Yeah, Steve, uh, I don't think that I would. Like, I, I don't think that there's... I do a enjoy wine. the taste, right. but to me, I don't know. You want know. the kick. Yeah. But yeah but if you're not
5: up on the table, go whipping but and but hollering no, at the but end you know
2: the- what? Like, that's not what it's about anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, two glasses of wine for me is, is enough. Is enough. Is okay. Plenty, so I don't know that I would...
5: Drink it. Drink it and
2: waste the – why waste the calories if I'm – I don't know. If you're
5: not getting at least a little bit of soothing
2: Well, there's a warmth. There's a warmth that comes
5: over your
4: body, right? There's a warmth that that only alcohol will bring. And uh, so my answer to your question, Steve, is I really don't think so. I think think people drink and go through uh, and will – uh, because the taste, listen, uh, there's no alcohol that tastes as good as as a non-alcoholic beverage as in, a malted in, milkshake, in in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um. But there is, there's that sensation, and it's not always about getting hammered. No. But there is a warmth that comes over. Especially Preston, after that first drink, Preston's right? nodding. So right. that would
1: you would you would say it's that like that's like an internal, oh, yeah, yeah. it's
4: like an internal blanket, and you're yeah, like, oh, that's cool. It's a good right? way to put it, Casey. Yeah.
1: It's like, yes, there's a warmth that you start to feel, okay, uh, on your inside uh, when you when you take your first few drinks of alcohol, and uh, and that's comforting to some people. Yeah. Um. So so
4: if you don't get that warmth. Yeah, With a shot of uh, alcohol-free bourbon, I don't think people are going to be drinking alcohol-free bourbon. I don't know. I'd, I'd have
1: to try it yeah. and and let you know uh once again if uh if i would like that or not Uh, but i I was interested enough to go i wonder if this exists and at the time i couldn't find it but apparently nick there are some non-alcoholic uh bourbons it's it's called the spirit of kentucky spirit 74
7: and uh it's they're saying it's going to be a game changer in that arena if people are interested in a non-alcoholic bourbon okay Uh, um casey i'm wondering if this would at all be appealing to in a good way or a bad way, for somebody who's in recovery,n't
4: well, oh. no, I no. mean for me, no. the okay. um and I don't judge anybody that
7: drinks non-alcoholic
4: beer, but uh, my recovery. Uh, does not include that, and gotcha. uh, I don't go anywhere near it. I don't... Anything that makes you long for the original might be a problem, right? Well, yeah, and, and like, so there's a reason why I don't do, like, virgin daiquiris or right. virgin margaritas. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I closed that chapter, and so that is over for me. Some other people want that and need that, and, you know, it's, again, your recovery is not for me to judge. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Uh, by the way, Marissa noted the non-alcoholic beer game has really stepped up in the past year or two. Okay. Yeah, so, so when I was looking at this stuff, it was probably I don't know six years ago, something right. like that. And uh, so things have uh, have uh, stepped up, especially since um, quarantine. They were noting in this article I was reading about Tanqueray. Um All right, do we need to break? Yeah, we all got right, we got to go on Fox Good Day. Go Fox Good Day. So. Thank you for allowing us to open up the cupboard and have you come in. We hope you liked it. And uh, poke around a bit. I would like to, as we take a break, give away a pair of passes for the advanced virtual screening of Coming to America. It is uh, tomorrow, and it's on Amazon Prime Video. So if you are caller number 9, I will give that to you, 215-263-WMMR. And it is uh, rated R, by the way. So we'll take care of that. We're going to break. Come back in a second. Go live on Fox Good Day. Get to the Bizarre File. Stay with us, please.
11: It's been 30 years since the world saw gas for a dollar twelve. The first President Bush. Russians elect Boris Yeltsin. And the silence of the lambs scare everyone. What the f***? In the this weekend, MMR celebrates the big 3-0 of 1991. Listen for hourly vlogs from a year crammed full of incredible music. When grunge, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden broke through. When Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Ozzy released blockbuster albums. When we saw notable releases from veteran artists like U2, Tom Petty, and Van Halen. And lots more. The big 3-0 weekend. Everything that rocked 1991
1: on 93.3 WMMR. 93.3 WMMR. We're going live on Box today right now. <laughs> Oh, they just joined us. Yay! Sorry guys. Yeah. We had a song to play, and then we came oh. right to you. We did it! Was it in Gata De Vida or something? No. In a Gata De Vida? No, we did not play that. Iron Butterfly, um, the 20-minute classic. So, about a year ago, you know, sex therapists
4: and stuff like that were saying that there's going to be a baby boom. I think we all were because we're all going to be locked in our homes and With all nothing
0: that. nothing to do. Nothing
6: to do but have sex. Yeah.
4: Well, what it didn't other? happen. There is, There was no baby boom. In fact, the therapists now are saying that there's less... T- whoopee making going on and they suggest now because of this you schedule sex like mm. put it on your calendar your google calendar
7: uh, what do you think steve
1: I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, it's. Um, I got three kids. We've been putting it on our schedule for yeah, years.
7: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, daily event. Nothing new.
5: Yeah, I, I guess if you uh, the escort service I use, I have to use. <laughs> they breach yeah, but they use their own right. app. Right. No, I think a lot of that reduction in sex had to do with the other survey. that found that a lot more people were seeing their significant other in the bathroom doing things because we're living together so much more now. <laughs> yeah. So that just takes the luster off the sex. I think. Listen, really scheduling does. sex is probably – a lot of times you just don't get to it, especially if there's a, a good show
1: on Fox 29. Maybe we're having <laughs>
3: sex where we don't
4: see
1: each other.
4: But now yeah. we see each other 24 hours a day. Well, person. you know, absence yeah, exactly. makes the heart
1: grow fonder, they say. Yes. And maybe it's a little bit more uh, enticing when you've spent some moments away from each other. Like, like you know like, – yeah. you know,
5: I. Uh, That's the way you eat stew, and then, you know, you carry these disgusting (laughs) images, and the person becomes less attractive. I think Preston's right. Absence does make the heart grow fonder, and we haven't been absent enough.
4: Well, let's ask an expert. Is
2: Casey there? Oh, (laughs) gee.
3: Far far from that.
5: (laughs) Because how do you
2: schedule it? Is it, like, literally, okay, how's Wednesday at 730, or it's just like, ah, let's try for Thursday?
4: Well, I mean, honestly, I, I have three kids as well. So, you're, what you're trying to do is try and figure out uh, do I, A, have an empty house or B, uh, are people going to be uh, busy? When, when do you, you? Everyone's at home. Yeah, everybody's at home yeah. these days. So, I mean, it's really, really tough. And, you know, especially during the winter months where, you know, people aren't outside as much. Yeah. It's harder to schedule that. So, how, how
3: are so you guys the heat doing? Heat of the it? night or something? Heat
4: of the night. <laughs> yeah. Sure, at three o'clock
5: in the morning, just before you come to work. Absolutely. Um,
7: so, do you, Preston, and, in case you're a very good friend, do you always do just whatever each other does? You had three kids? Well, I'm going to have three kids. <laughs>
4: uh, well, yeah. He was just copying you? I was just, yeah. See, Preston's just, he's, um, he's just a, a couple of years older than me. And I saw what he was doing in life, and he seemed pretty fulfilled. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I want
5: I want me some of that.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Kathy, you're not. He got glasses. It. I got glasses. <laughs> Kathy, hi, Kath.
2: well, yes. Hi. How do you
5: schedule sex?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't like doing that. I don't like scheduling it. I feel like that kind of takes away from it.
5: Well, you, you, and you're so lusty. It's hard to schedule <laughs> something you're having all the time. <laughs>
2: Can't with these guys that's you on never
3: tv
1: that is such an anti true comment really yeah, yeah. i oh mean God. God. Just, she's just a predator oh
9: <laughs> kathy how often do you want to quit this show
2: <laughs> about once every hour yeah,
1: it's true, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week. All right, bye, bye, guys. Thanks, Take Carol. care. Yep. All right, so we skipped out to go straight to that. We skipped that a look at NJ Insurance Group traffic. What? You nailed it, by the way. You
5: came like maybe just about a second, and they were on. Oh, time wise? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: it was very, very close. Uh, let's see how we're doing, Kath What's up?
2: Uh, One thing after the other this morning, Pennsylvania Turnpike, we now have stopped traffic eastbound from uh, 2nd Street Pike to Street Road where uh, there is an accident in the right lane. So the volume uh, starting to build here because of this accident. Blue Road northbound, uh, the exit ramp. Uh, to go to Germantown, Pike remains closed. So on Chemical Road, we've got uh, one lane available in each direction. That's backing up uh, throughout the afternoon, throughout the morning and the afternoon. Uh, Schuylkill Expressway eastbound now jams from City Avenue through to Girard on the westbound side of the Boulevard to Gladway. 95 southbound, slowing from Academy to Cotman, Aramingo to Girard on the Vine westbound. That's heavy 8th to the Schuylkill Expressway. And then in New Jersey, 295 southbound, uh, we've got some slow traffic. Route 30 to the 42 freeway. Uh, and then the Black Horse Pike we had a fire location that was there. Uh, just trying to see if I can find it on my page. It may have cleared. Uh, I'll see if I can get that updated uh, next time. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Let Acme be your one-stop shop for everything winter. Stock up on soups, hot beverages, and favorite meals. And don't forget the firewood, Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, here we go. Bizarre file. Oh,
1: bizarre.
0: WMMR presents. Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's. Bizarre. Bizarre, bizarre. File. File.
1: Brought to you by Zippy's Bikes and Wildwood. Zippy's has hundreds of bikes in stock right now. You can shop in person or online at Zippy'sBikes.com and pick up your fully assembled bike the next time you hit the shore. Promo code KC and you'll get bonus Zippy's Bucks. All right, we're going to start with this messed up story, man. An SUV packed with people and a semi-truck hauling trailers of gravel slammed into each other in a rural California county near the Mexican border on Tuesday morning Listen to this. Leaving at least a dozen dead and others hospitalized. Now, overhead video shows a brutal aftermath of the crash. It's with a jackknife semi-truck smashed in the left side of a Ford Expedition. Both vehicles came to arrest on the side of the rural road. California Highway Patrol said... That there were twenty-five occupants in the expedition during the crash, and thirteen of them died, including the driver. I was listening to a border patrol agent talk about how they do this. They
5: fit these things, and they, Preston, literally stacked in on their sides to get them in. So that's when I heard the number. I'm saying, surely they're talking about like a short bus or
1: something. No, it was it was just an SUV. Yeah, twenty-five people were in it. He described a gruesome scene in which uh, some, a border division chief uh, described a gruesome scene in which some occupants were ejected from the vehicle and died, while others were found dead within the SUV. Obviously, that vehicle is not meant for that many people, he said. At the time of the crash, the semi-truck was traveling north, the expedition was traveling west. It was unknown if the expedition stopped at the stop sign, but the SUV entered the intersection in front of the semi-truck leading to the collision. It was hauling, hauling gravel, so yes. it's just going to yeah. rip it apart. Uh, those injured range in age from 16 to 55. Those dead range between 20 and 55 years of age. The driver of the semi-truck had moderate injuries, So they're investigating that to see exactly what happened. Wow. Well, things may have turned out differently if she had gone for a bag of potato chips instead. But Sharon Cars facing a bur- burglary r- rap after Tulsa, Oklahoma police linked her to the scene of a break-in. Through Cheeto residue. Cheeto residue. I knew eventually it'd take down someone. Cops say the the suspect pried off a window screen and climbed into a home but left without taking anything. Responding officers found a bag of Cheetos on the floor near the window. And when they caught up the car, they found residue of the snack in her teeth. According to the Facebook post, they said uh, she had um, the female victim said another woman was uh, breaking through. A window, and she had two small children inside. They found the suspect, Sharon Carr, had pried the screen out the window. She left before stealing anything or harming anyone. Officers found a bag of Cheetos and a bottle of water on the floor near the open window. Believed that Carr dropped them on the way out. The victim identified Carr as the suspect after seeing her. Carr was further linked to the crime by Cheeto residue on her teeth. And she was arrested for first-degree burglary. They Would, checked
7: out her teeth, man. Yeah.
1: Would not have happened with hers. cheese balls. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, dude. That's mm. uh, got the orange stuff, so mm. they saw it. But you can eat them with a toothpick, right, eat Steve? Him. With a toothpick. Right. A Florida golfer was found dead Sunday morning after he tried to retrieve his ball from a pond. This is a second such story oh. that we've had in just a few weeks. uh Ermilo Jimenez, uh, uh No, uh Jasmines, uh, 74 years old, was last seen at seven thirty-seven a.m., going off uh, to search for a ball on the third hole at the golf course. Deputies later found his golf cart on the path and his putter near the water. They searched the wooded area but could not find him, and they called in a dive team, and they found his body in the water near his putter. Investigators believe he fell into the water and drowned. Mm. Uh, His friend said that uh, he liked to search for lost golf balls, A medical examiner will determine the cause of the death.
5: Where was this again, Preston? Uh, This is in Florida. I would never, I would never go into a pond at a golf course, especially in light of the video you've seen recently of these huge alligators resting in these golf ponds.
1: Yep, yep. But uh, sometimes they want to go after the ball. Uh, The image of Grand National winning trainer Gordon Elliott seemingly posing for a photo while sitting on a dead horse (laughs) provoked horror and anger in British racing circles on Monday as authorities weighed in uh, what action to take against the Irishman. Uh, Elliot, one of the sport's most celebrated figures in Britain and Ireland, apologized while confirming the authenticity of the undated photo that was shared across Twitter on Saturday, showing just him he was sitting on a horse that had just died of a heart attack after Ugh. a training run. One of his most high-profile employers, uh, Chevelli Park Stud, said that it was truly horrified by the image and bookmaker Betfair dropped Elliot as an ambassador, saying his actions were not consistent with its values. Uh, there were sentiments echoed, by the body that runs British Horse Racing in a scathing statement. Uh, In his explanation about the incident that he said occurred some time ago, Elliot said that he was waiting for the body of the horse, uh, which had not been named, by the way, to be taken away when he received a phone call and sat down on the horse without thinking. The image shows him in a pose holding up a peace sign while sitting astride the horse. Uh, the Irish Horse Racing Regulatory Board is investigating <laughs> the incident. It's a it's, terrible it, picture.
5: This is awful.
7: It looks like the worst horse race ever. But I, I can't help but laugh at the photo, and I, I feel I like know. a jerk for laughing at the photo.
4: It's
1: a dead horse. I'm yeah. laughing at
7: how ridiculous the photo is.
4: Like after the picture was taken, I would have been like, "Dude, you know what? Erase can, that. can you yeah, delete that? Delete yeah. that? Yeah, yeah
1: erase yeah. that." Uh, and apparently, this was a big no-no in the world of uh, horse yeah. racing. It just so. looks cold and callous. Police in Virginia say Travis Barker, not that Travis Barker, uh, was first busted just after midnight on Tuesday when he allegedly sideswiped another car and a deputy found a controlled substance in his car during the arrest. He was charged with DUI possession of a controlled substance and driving on a suspended license. He was released at 7.15 a.m. on Wednesday, and an hour and a half later, he allegedly crashed a box truck into the woods while intoxicated. He was then arrested again after he failed sobriety tests while slurring his word. So it was less than nine hours. He got two DUI charges. You're
5: just there. You're, you're you've got to be put away for a while. Yeah. You've got a problem that cannot be yep. you cannot be released into the public because he
1: could have killed people. So this time he was held in jail without bond. But wow. they gave him back his dead horse. All right, and then finally, a funeral home worker was arrested last Tuesday and charged with stealing a wedding ring from a woman who died. Oh. And the reason I bring this up 51 year old William Stewart Weston oh. is facing <laughs> felony what? charges. Should I?
5: I mean, she's not using it.
1: After <laughs> 10
5: fingers, 10 seems desperate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's uh, Bill's ne'er-do-well brother so uh, William Stewart Weston is facing felony charges after police saying say, she can't put up a fight they barn door police say he stole a diamond wedding ring from the 102 year old woman oh my God. who died at a health care facility. Weston who worked at Autumn Green Funeral Home was sent to pick up Wood's body after her death. Her family learned the ring was an appraised value of $4,000 and other items were missing when they went to retrieve Woods' belongings at the funeral home. Uh, Weston was arrested after police obtained video evidence of him stealing the ring, uh, or I'm sorry, selling the ring to Maine Gold. So Bill went and hawked it, uh, tried to go uh, pawn it off
4: Come on, Bill.
5: at
1: uh, Maine Gold and Silver in South Portland. Uh, the funeral home said that it terminated Weston's and two hundred dollars. What do I hear? What have I been? What have I bid? Two hundred dollars after learning of the alleged
7: theft. <laughs> all right, and there you go. You are going to get in trouble in our meeting today, Kath. <laughs> <laughs> <That> is-
5: <laughs> do you ever see? Uh, there is a great horror movie. I am just going to jump in quickly with this. It's called Black Sabbath, not the band, but it is a classic. Uh, an Italian director did it, and uh, Boris Karloff runs through all these stories. And there is the first story is called the the Witch Preston, where this nurse who's taking care of this witch. He, he doesn't know she's a witch. She's dead in her bed, and so mm. she pulls the ring off her finger, you know, to steal it. Mm. And what happens afterwards is some of the most terrifying. Really? Yeah. It's it's a couple of different stories, but it's a great movie. Nice.
1: All right, listen, I want you to uh, check out Preston and com because we have another, another gallery celebrating the cardboard classic. Obviously, we're not having it this year, but we're flashing back. Uh, We have the Preston's 10 semi-nude sleds. We have Nick's list of sleds so big we can't believe they made it down the hill. And now we have the six sleds straight off the boardwalk. Hmm. If you want to check that out. Sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. And we are doing the home edition. And voting happens during the show on March 5th, this Friday. So we'll get you ready for that. Some teams have created smaller sleds. And that's the way we're keeping the spirit of the event alive this year. So make sure that you do vote. And we'll remind you on Friday uh, to do that. And it's for bragging rights. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Don't forget Neil deGrasse Tyson coming up at 9. Stay there.
0: Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there.
7: Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized
1: deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods,
5: local flavors, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston & Steve Show.
6: Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses and a week later they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24 karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com.
0: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: Real quick, a shout-out if you don't mind. No Uh, problem. Yeah, this uh, email says, uh, good morning at Presbo. I'd like to send a shout-out to the boys in the shop at iSign in Boyertown, PA. Started working here a few months ago, felt instantly at home hearing MMR blaring from the shop's radio all day, every day. Please send my love to Eric, Randy, Tim, Sean, Colton, Kurt, Mike, Pat, Derek, Dan, and Sam. These guys constantly bust their ass assembling thousands of signs daily. Uh, You can see some of our handiwork for yourselves in the near future as we will be installing uh, building and monument signage as part of the One Bala Plaza renovation. Really? Please read this on the air anytime during the weekday business hours. Break time is 1030 to 11, so try to avoid that if possible. You guys are the best, literally the best loyal listener since 06. Awesome. Thank you, and that is from uh, Tyler Hartenstein. So here's a chart for you, Tyler. Thanks, man. Uh, Appreciate that, and thank you guys for listening at work. And then one more. It says, hey, guys, uh, this is my name is Bill Kruger, and I'd like to request a chart out. Uh, for my brother Lee's 40th birthday sometime in the week of March 1st. He is a biomed technician at Culpeper Hospital in Virginia and streams MMR when he's in his office. He's been busting his ass for the past year in a job that doesn't get much recognition compared to the doctors and nurses. But without him and others in support positions and hospitals and medical staff wouldn't be able to provide the care that they do. Uh, thank you and have a nice all uh, right. Oh, okay. No. It ha- no. It says, "Have a nice flu." Ah, peace! <laughs> I didn't get it at first, That's Bill. Great. But here's a shout out for you. And by the way, the shout out's brought to you by U.S. Digestive Health yes. Colonoscopy, which is perfect for charts. Uh, it beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at U.S. Digestive Health. Dot .com so there you go saw this and i thought it was worth passing along today and i would like to hear if you have any stories to share in this category so it was from buzzfeed and the title is savage grandmas who have zero freaking filter all right <laughs> So as, you, as people get older, uh, you may start to lose your filter and say whatever's on your mind no matter what because at this point you don't care.
5: I think yeah. that that is actually – so there, there's something cool to that. And I would also posit this notion that the, the belief that people are losing their filter might encourage people – As they get older to just start blurting stuff out anyway because people go, well, we're just assuming that they're having...
1: Yeah, it's not necessarily a good thing. It can be a very funny thing. It can be a very funny thing, Um, yeah. But sometimes it it can cross the line. But I I have some good examples here, and I would love to hear if there's anything that your grandmother has said that made you go, what did you just say? (laughs) Um, And our number is 215-263-WMMR, and I'll give you some examples from this particular list. Um, This person says, I was painting my nails... My grandma leaned over and said, that's a nice shade of whore red.
3: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And then she walked away. Uh, So I guess she was not. She thought it was a little bit saucy. (laughs) Maybe she approved, though, of the whoriness. Whore red. Yeah. (laughs) That looks very whoreish. That's
9: when the whores come in.
1: (laughs) I like her idea. I like her idea. Um, One time.
7: (laughs) All right, here's another one.
1: My great-grandmother was arguing with my step-grandpa. He was standing at the top of the stairs, so she looked over at me and said, no one will blame the old lady in a wheelchair if I pushed him. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. No one will blame the old lady in the wheelchair if I pushed him.
3: Because at a
5: certain point when you get up there, you're like, I think you had a guy in the bazaar file.
1: What are you gonna do? Yeah, give me life. Life. Yeah. yeah. And he was in his nineties. He <laughs> killed somebody yeah. at, the, at the old folks' home. What are you gonna do? At the retirement home.
2: Years ago, I took acting classes, um, and I was in a class with this woman. Uh, she was older. She was at the time. She was probably in her late seventies. Wow. And uh, she was great, though. Like she was excellent. She she uh, was in a lot of movies. Like she would have like a bit part, oh, a really? few lines. Okay. Yeah. She did a lot of work. I forget her name, but she said to me one time in the class because they were very they were teaching us you have to be on time. You cannot be late if you get booked for something. And she looked at me. She goes, it's so easy for me. I just walk in whenever I want. And I go, oh, I don't know. I'm so sorry that I'm late. (laughs) Like she just said, because of my age, I Uh can play it. all. I couldn't Uh find parking. Yeah, she's
1: using it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. My back is hurting today. Here's one that says, I had dinner with my family for my 29th birthday. As my grandma was heading out the door, she hugged me and said, in my day, a single 30-year-old woman was an old maid. You have one year.
3: Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 I like this one, too. It says, I once got a Christmas card from my grandma that said, maybe next year you'll make us proud.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Damn. that's terrible.
1: That's a good sense of humor. Uh, or unless it's deadly serious. Yeah, unless, yeah.
2: unless
3: it's
1: real. Right. Uh This one says, one day after school, a friend and I were looking at our school photos that we had uh, just gotten back. My great-grandma walked in the room, took a look at my friend's photo and said, well, at least you know to never do your hair like that again. (laughs) If it's an older photo, I could see that. Uh, Let me get a couple of calls here, and i got plenty of examples, too. I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Brian. All right, so grandma that had no filter. Tell us the story.
9: All right. So my grandma's like 77 now. Great person. Awesome person. So she told me one day Bon Jovi came on the radio, says to me, oh, that that Bon Jovi, I could teach him some lessons. I used to drive down the turnpike listening to his music after your grandfather died. i hit the rumble strips a little bit just to just to feel something <laughs> oh. Oh. oh my
5: God. <laughs> she would use would oh turn God. her car into a sibian on the rumble
4: strip oh, that's great. okay well then that leads me to ask another question <laughs> for any female thank you
7: brian i uh, love it <laughs> does the
4: riding over the rumble strips strips do anything Kathy,
7: no, right? You're right? right? I think you have to be listening to Bon Jovi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh,
5: oh
1: now you did work. admit to thinking Bon Jovi was handsome. I think she was probably joking. Oh. Let me go to uh, Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Good morning. Good
9: morning. You guys rock. No.
1: Thank you, Chrissy. All right.
9: Listener, first time ever calling. Hey,
1: welcome, Chrissy. And the first time, it's to tell us something about your grandma. <laughs> What's that going to be? So
2: grandmother took me out 20 years ago when I got my
9: first job. I was only 15 years old. The bus boy behind me bent over to clean the table, and she told me that I should smack his butt.
1: <laughs> really?
9: <laughs> yes.
1: And yes. did you listen to Grandma?
9: <laughs> no, I was mortified. I couldn't believe that she said it, and now I would give anything to hear her.
5: Uh, <laughs> well, but She's up in heaven smacking some dude's ass. That's cute. Um, We're- <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks, Chrissy. Appreciate uh, it. I have one. I remember from years ago. At this point, my grandfather was like 93, and he was. I I loved him dearly. Uh, he was, you know, he was the one who gave me gave us pudding for breakfast when he was yeah. watching us mm-hmm. when my parents went on a trip. But he was forever mishearing things that we were saying, and and uh, he came out into the backyard, and and I remember he walked out and he asked me a question. And I said something, you know, just a normal response. Oh, we're just hanging out. And he just starts running. And I'm like, well, Where's Grandpa going? <laughs> and and like I'm kidding you not, like a half hour later, he comes back out of the darkness and Grandpa, where were you? And he says, I thought you said run.
9: <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'm like well, You what? were giving him a warning. Run! Run <laughs> And he just took off and like
5: Without an explanation of why you should run, oh my god! But but
4: it was just—it was just, oh my god! It was a classic, (laughs) Preston. What was
1: the story behind
4: this thing?
10: That's your nutsack.
1: Oh, that was uh, Carter. Was uh, I guess he was in a bathtub and and he may have pointed to his testicles or something like that, but he. He had a question or something. He was a little bitty kid, yeah. yeah. And she had just pointed out that that was his nutsack. <laughs> she was right. What is yeah. this?
2: Yeah. Like uh, she was trying to give him the correct. Yeah, the anatomical, yeah.
1: anatomical uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, name for his uh, testicles yeah. is actually nutsack. That's
10: your nutsack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's grandma. Uh, so the subject is savage grandmas who have zero freaking filter, and I am going to go to Tiffin- Tiffany. This is a good one. Hi, Tiffany. Good morning.
2: Good morning. All
1: right, Tiff, what's your story about grandma?
2: So it was about three years ago. um, My grandma was really mad at my aunt on Christmas Day. So she kept referring to my aunt all Christmas as the explicit C word that every woman hates. (laughs)
3: Healing for Christmas?
2: On Christmas. So from that day forward, because we go to Christmas every year for Christmas um, for my grandma. So every year we have referred to Christmas as miss but with the actual word and oh my
1: god that's hilarious <laughs> you guys have renamed it see you yes. next Tuesday <laughs> mess
3: wow
2: exactly And oh. to the point where two years ago my mom got my grandmom a coffee mug with that word on it and the C was the handle
3: oh
5: so
2: <laughs> so let me
5: ask you is is your is your aunt kind of a terror is your is your, is your grandmother um, right or what what's the story
2: there's there's times where it's true it's <laughs> I love it. We, so she, was wasn't
1: many, many she, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. It okay. says here on on the uh, on on our call screener uh, screen here. It says uh, that she had called her an ungodly c word. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah.
9: <laughs> so she threw that in as well. <laughs> how it started? Yeah. Oh my That's God. How it started?
1: That's hilarious. All right. Thank you, Tiffany. Appreciate Yay. it.
9: Have a good day. You, you too. too. Uh,
1: I will go next to Nick. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Hey. Good morning. Hey, good, good morning it, bud. All right, so we're talking about grandmas that don't have a filter. What did she say? Yeah, so
9: uh one year at uh Thanksgiving, uh so something happened and I think my grandma just like tripped while we were putting out the food and she completely shattered her shoulder. I mean like like, complete explosion of bone. It was ridiculous. <sighs> and as we're loading her into the, uh, into the ambulance, she looks at the entire family helping her out and all the EMTs, and she, with a stone-cold face, goes, Man, couldn't I just get cancer again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she meant it wholeheartedly. No she kid, looked, looked her
1: her like Shoulder injuries about. are bad, man. Yeah. I, I, I totally get it. That's funny. Thanks, man. Oh. All right, I'm going to go... Uh, this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to line three and go to Fred. Hey, Fred, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, bud?
9: Uh, 43 years ago, I met my grandmother's, my wife, my fiance's grandmother. For the first time, she says, I want to give you a piece of grandmotherly advice. Don't ever buy a piece of furniture you cannot have sex on. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> This is your fiancé's grandma. My fiancé's grandma. I was going to the University of Pittsburgh. It's the first time I had met her, and she told me this within the first five minutes of meeting her, and I said, I like this lady. Yeah, pretty that's
1: pretty cool. Awesome. Do you think she did it to kind of test you uh, in in a way of, of uh, like, your your just kind of shock you a little bit right. and see how you react to it?
9: It is a possibility she did, but I think she was really just being herself. I mean, listen, if that was the
4: introduction, what was the rest of your experience with her?
9: Uh, she was wonderful. She would always say what she thought any time. And I honestly believe when you guys came out this morning with no filter, I said, oh, i got to try and call. This has got to be my best. I've told this story so many times to friends and family. Hey, hey
5: did she have any recommendation as to what piece of furniture was the best for having <laughs> sex? I.
9: Uh, uh, She didn't give me that much information on the first meeting. Okay.
1: All right. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Here's a text that says, I had subconsciously gained the freshman 15 and came home for the holidays, and my grandma said, you're so cute. You could be a model for Chubby (laughs) Junior. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Well, my
2: family, my Italian family was big on that. They'd always you, you'd the, the gain 3 pounds, and they'd be like, "Hmm. <laughs> what did you have to eat yesterday?"
5: And yet the meals were always, right? I'm sure pretty yeah. abundant, right?
1: It's it's the
2: Oh yeah, but yeah. like everyone everyone would watch your every uh, move.
1: All right, here's one uh, uh an example that says uh My grandma was a big smoker, and uh, one night when we were at her house, it was about six, I started coughing, and I said, the smoke really stunk, and it was so gross. And she said, you know, smoke only goes to the ugliest person in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Did not know that. (laughs) I will go next to Ed. Hey, Ed, good morning. Dadzooks. Dadzooks, buddy. What's up, man? We were
12: at Thanksgiving dinner table sitting around my 92-year-old grandmother She was there. We're talking about our jobs. I was a
9: printer. My other brother worked at the Acme. She blurts out,
12: I used to be a stripper. (laughs) Oh, wow.
3: (laughs)
5: Was she serious or was there some dementia?
9: I heard heard forks drop. No, she actually was a stripper in the printing industry. She used to strip film. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> nice. That was her big joke. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, man. I appreciate Thanks. it. Uh, you never know, because sometimes you might get a, a, a hot grandma. Hey, how
9: you doing? Me love you long time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was Stephanie? You. That was Stephanie from, from yesterday. yesterday?
9: Uh-huh. <laughs> and you
5: where you leave the biggest oil slick. Oh, oh, my God. My
1: God. <laughs> Wow! Now sometimes they'll throw um, they'll throw the, the fear of God at you. Yes. So here's one that says uh, I once casually remarked to my grandma, "It's hot in here," and she immediately responded, "You better start going to church because it's a lot hotter in <laughs> hell." Damn. <laughs> okay. They will sometimes throw that a little at fire in brimstone. I, I got that thrown at me a few times. Not quite like that, but absolutely. Uh, let me go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Hey, morning, Delco. Delco. <laughs> All right. What's up, buddy? <laughs> uh,
9: so, uh, name? Uh, gee, she's a character. I could probably write a book on everything she had said, but I'll spare you on that one. But one that comes to mind, uh, when I was younger as a little kid, just naturally touching, playing, you know, whatever. Your, your hands kind of gravitate towards that area. She just so you, wait, well,
1: hold on. So, just to be clear, you had your hands down your pants.
9: Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she looked at her and she just said with this stern face, stop playing with it.
1: It'll grow. <laughs> 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 yeah, Which yeah. coming from grandma yeah. is grandma, a bit disturbing. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're going to get a hog on you. Uh, <laughs> let me go next to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning.
9: Hi. Good morning. How
1: hey, are you? Hey. Good. We're we're listening to the strange and uh, non-filtered things that grandmothers have said over the years.
9: Mm-hmm. So I had weight loss surgery
2: and lost over 150 pounds. Wow. And she told me I looked prettier before.
1: Oh. <laughs> thank you. Now, how do you respond to that?
9: Uh, I didn't know how to. I thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs>
1: you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
5: Go spend all yourself, this yeah, yeah
1: money and time and effort
5: and recovery and all this. you know there, there but there are some people, even outside of the, the the grandma and grandpa realm, you know that that are just don't have filters to begin with, yeah, yeah. right and you know them, you've had them in your life,
1: where they're just, but it,
5: why would you even say something like that?
1: It's really funny when you get it from an elder like this when yeah. it says, when I was seven, I wanted to be an astronaut. So I drew a picture of one walking on the moon. It's an astronaut, grandma, I said with enthusiasm, an astronaut, she asked took a drag of her cigarette and said, well, that's pretty effing stupid. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Grandma. (laughs) Then there are cruel
5: grandparents. Yes. Yeah. yeah. uh,
1: Which are out there as You're never going to be an astronaut. Uh, Let me go to, uh, let's see what this one's all about. Hi, Jimmy, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, buddy?
9: Um, So we have a family produce market, and uh, my grandmother would come in every day just to kind of, Sweep the floors, and you know, just keep herself busy. And uh, we had hired this one new girl, and she was a little bit on the heavier side. And uh, so I introduced my grandmother to her. I said, "Grandma, this is." And I uh, said yeah. her name. My, my grandmother goes, "I uh, hope you're not paying her by the pound. Oh, oh
5: dear! Right, god. In, right in front of her. <laughs> What's that? Right in front of her.
9: Right in front of her. Oh my, oh, god. my
2: god! This is mean. <laughs> that what is, is it? Why do like, they like? They just don't because care. Like, what the
5: hell is it? You realize it? you're you're there's more life behind you than ahead of you, and you're like, eh, hey, go for it.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I kind of just walked away and kept myself busy. Oh, that's terrible.
5: She wow. meant British currency, by the way. i just assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nothing to do with your weight. She loves. She's in.
3: <laughs> She's
1: Anglophile. Wow, that's harsh, man. Uh, let's next try Austin. Hi, Austin, good morning.
9: Uh, good morning, guys.
1: Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up? Yeah, we're just taking so a call from you about your grandma. What's up?
9: So, this past Christmas, on Christmas Eve, I had about 500 bucks stolen out of my truck during the night. So, the next day, we're at my aunt's house, and my dad was asking me about it. He was asking what happened. Or was my truck on the hock? Like, like, how it happened. And I told him I didn't really want to talk about it. It pissed me off, and I was getting over it finally. Didn't want to talk about it. Well, she's down at the other end of the table. She says, good. I don't want to hear you effing complaining about it anyway. Shut up. Wow.
1: <laughs> Damn. Wow. Now, let me ask you, Austin, was this out of character for her to say something like that? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Okay
9: doesn't care what she says, <laughs> but at the same time, she's a very sweet lady.
1: Right, and you've gotten 500 bucks stolen and and rightfully oh. upset about You're it. You were pissed. Yep. But
5: she yeah. didn't want to hear it for whatever reason. Uh, that's right. one of the things, too, when you get something <laughs> that's completely uh, vicious and, and just horrible out of this sweet sort of, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't want to hear
1: you. <laughs> F you. Uh, let me see here. I will try this one. It's, uh, Chris. Hi, Chris. You're on the air. Good morning. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Bob! (laughs) You did it. That was perfect. What's up, Chris?
9: Hey, uh, my grandmother, um, when my mom passed away, it was her daughter. We were walking out of the funeral home after her viewing. And my
12: grandfather had left a little while before that. And we hadn't eaten dinner, so we were going to get something to eat after the viewing, my dad and I. My dad looks over his shoulder at my
9: grandmother and says, Well, Granny, it looks like you're going with us. Wayne already left. She says, What? He left without telling me? That's it? I'm cutting him off for a month. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) On the step of the funeral home, walking out the door.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great, especially at that moment when you guys needed something like that. That's too funny. All right, thanks. (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> that's hilarious wow. hey, here's one that speaks to that this one says um last thanksgiving my grandmother told me that if my father was her firstborn child she would have quote just started swallowing from that point forward <laughs> oh my god oh my god! oh
2: my god!
3: Uh-huh.
1: man i'll read the rest of these then we gotta take a break because we got a guest coming up this one says after i got my nose pierced my grandma looked up at me looked me up and down and said well you used to be my favorite granddaughter <laughs> wow <laughs> Uh, this one says, when my older sister told my family she was pregnant out of wedlock and not in a relationship, my grandma sighed, looked at me and said, we always thought it would be you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's there you harsh. go. Oh, my God. And this one says, my grandma was in the hospital. And OK, now yeah. I, I need to paraphrase this. One. All right. All right. Was in the hospital, and when she got up to use the bathroom, her nurse asked Catherine, "Do you want me to help?" And my grandma said, "No, I don't need your help. I've been wiping my own cooch for ninety years." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but she said the p-word. Yeah, the P word? she did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, and then this last one says, "My grand, my great grandma said to my face, I always thought Natalie was a white trash name." <laughs> My name is (laughs) Nick. Wow. All right. Sometimes they don't have the filter. They do not care. And that's what you end up getting, man. Thanks for the phone calls. We appreciate it. Uh, Speaking of older people and the things they might say, there's some great characters from coming to America that are certainly that way. And we have a virtual screening of it tomorrow. This is in anticipation of it being released. This is very cool. In in, uh, advance of it being released on Friday. It launches on uh, Amazon Prime Video on Friday, but you can watch it on Thursday. We will take um, colors 7, 8, and 9 at 215 263 WMMR, and we will give you passes for that much anticipated movie to watch at home. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Mr. Neil DeGrasse Tyson, who's got a new book out, will be joining us. Always a great conversation. We'll be right back with him
11: to wmmr.com now and experience the best of Preston and Steve's cardboard classic people
1: falling on top of each other complete pandemonium
11: the most amazing creative designs to come down the hill or not over the years including Preston's top 10 semi nude sleds Nick's 5 sleds so big I can't believe they made it down the hill and much more plus you can vote for the best new fan creations for the 2021 Cardboard Classic Home Edition starting today oh, It's disintegrated! Oh. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic A Look Back sponsored by Acme Corp. Box. From concept to delivery, our innovations are your packaging solutions. It's got smoke coming out the back of it. And 93.3 WNMR. Everything
1: that rocks. Uh, we're in a holding pattern waiting for Mr. DeGrasse Tyson to uh, get on board. I want to remind you, I would mentioned the uh, um, uh, Crayola Experience that we have for Secret Text Word. It's also the big freaking deal this week. Uh, so you can get two tickets to the Crayola Experience for just 23 bucks. Uh, But you need to do that on our website at WMMR.com, and you use the keyword deal, and you'll be able to grab that. And keep an eye out for that. There's always really cool stuff. They're usually 50% off uh, on all kinds of stuff, products and experiences and things like that. And uh, sign up to be a VIP member, and sometimes we'll alert you about things like that. Unless, of course, you're uh, internally here at the radio station. You can't receive your own VIP uh, emails, right, Kathy?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're gonna put me out there on that one? That was everybody. I know.
1: Uh, it's a great system. We have a great uh,
5: junk mail system. It just takes everything that yeah. you get and puts it in the uh, even yeah. things All that right. are sent so, from your own company yeah, too.
2: So I'll, I'll explain it. We get we get have a, filed into the junk a system that yeah it filters out <laughs> junk and this morning and you have to go to a separate email to check to see if your junk is there or not and uh, yeah a VIP an MMR VIP email was in my junk.
1: I, I want to point something out that we've only heard about and never actually seen in real life. We've just heard tales of this from. Yes years ago nick has a ponytail I know. Ah. Uh, yes, he's, yeah. he, he's put I his he did, hair yeah. into a ponytail yeah and so covid has led you to not get a haircut <laughs> it's been a year and we've only heard of your days of a sensitive ponytail yeah, wearing guy yeah well last, and here we are back again last night
7: my girlfriend put it in a man bun.
1: Oh, no! It's and not long enough to be in a man you bun. Could. I mean, you it could. kind of is. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the, yeah. the
7: man bun portion of it works a little bit better than the ponytail. It's not quite long enough on the sides. I don't know what I'm doing with it at this point. I'll get a cut eventually. But um, but it, the ponytail gets it out of the face. So, yes, currently I am Mr. Sensitive Ponytail Man. Wow. By the way, that comes from the great movie Singles. Yeah, that was yeah. about 20 years. I mean, Singles came out in '90. One, right, yes. Um, but uh, ponytail itself was 20 years ago when I when I was working for Pierre. That was the first time I'd ever grown my hair that long, and uh, <laughs> and I kept it in a ponytail most of the wow. time. Well,
4: you do have a nice thick head of hair, I do. I, I like, and I'm I'm being complimentary, like yes. you, you, yes. you do. I, I tried to grow my hair out a couple of years ago, <laughs> I did it for my license, so I really was uh, able to fight through the terrible, <laughs> you know, uh, parts of it growing out, and and it just for me. It never got to a point where it looked good. Yeah. Like w- without a hat on, I-, I liked the lettuce coming out the back. I didn't mind that so much. <laughs> but when lettuce. I took when I took the hat off, I was like, "God, you have
5: terrible long hair." One point in my life, I had long hair. I hated it. I, I it was everyone was kind of doing it, and, and I was like, ah, "Let me see. Let me see what what the story was." Hated it. Yeah. Both
1: my sons have really long hair. Carter has a mane. Does he it really? Hair. It's like halfway down his
7: back. They have good hair.
1: Uh, yeah. So he's, does Caroline. Yeah, they both have really good hair, but but he puts it up in a bun And it looks now. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks good on him. I like that look. Uh, but I could never grow my hair that long. And, and they've gr- they've both grown it all out. I mean, it's not like cut in any type of a, a form. It's and just all he, one. Would line. you ever do
5: dreads? Yeah. Uh, no. Nah. i never do dreads. That Did, dreads
1: would not look right on me. Didn't you say that, like they're kind of like the opposite of each other so
4: whenever oh, one, yeah. one has their hair down yeah
1: Carter's hair would look great down uh and he never wears it down he always he always has it in a in a ponytail or right. a bun Parker needs to he needs to put his hair up and <laughs> right. he doesn't it's straggly and he just wears it down all the time and I, we need to get them to switch and do <laughs> but they won't but they won't do
5: it
4: i was at your they house just do what they want to do. the night of Parker's senior prom and yeah. uh, and he had come home his hair looked awesome, and your wife had taken him out to get a—I think it's called a Brazilian blowout, right? And his hair looked really, really good.
1: So all you got to do is style it a little bit, a yeah, little bit. It. Just put a little gel in, or it. shave it off like I do. Well, you know, pull, you know, do, do a little brush. Use a brush. Yeah, Parker doesn't use a brush or anything, and I was like, oh god, you look terrible, <laughs> man. But, but anyway, it's the way ask, he likes. Can I ask
4: really you guys something? Yeah, yeah man. Uh, and you're going to be honest with me. you right? took yeah. his headphones off and his hat off. Okay. What? Uh, I, I, I am going bald here, right? At the top of my head, uh, it's not just my hair part. Let me see. It, it's, my my hair's not just parted in a weird way. It, I'm actually it
2: you're is, thinning. You're
1: thinning. Yeah, but you don't. T- have a t- ball, turn you, do, you don't have a bald spot. No, uh, you do not have a bald spot. But it is. I'm, he didn't want to hear that. Turn around so I can see. Uh, you know,
5: Uh that's not a bad case. But uh, it's getting thin. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna,
4: I'm gonna have. I'm gonna look like Saint Francis of Assisi, right? Yeah. Like, but I'm that's
5: gonna, it was very nice to animals.
4: He was. Yeah. All right. You might have no, the... Uh, I think you're fine.
1: ...the peninsula forming. Are
5: uh, you going to use any uh, sort
4: of... Um, no. Yeah. No. Use that spray-on
1: stuff. It looks great. Yeah.
4: <laughs> the stuff is basically liquid felt. My my barber was, was nice. He goes, no, no, it's just the way your hair parts, and you know you're fine. And then there was an engineer who was like, oh yeah, yeah.
1: It's uh okay. thinning up there, buddy. It is thinning a little bit, Case. I'm sorry to be the uh, <sighs> the bearer of bad news, but I'd rather be honest with you yeah. than have you think you'd be a full, bald by the end of the Wash head of <laughs> hair. Our next guest is on the line. He is ready. We are excited to talk to him because it is always a great conversation. Um he's got a new book out. It's called Cosmic Queries, awesome. Star Talk's Guide to Who We Are, How We Got Here, and Where We Are Going. You know him as the host of Cosmos, Possible words, Worlds, you know him from everything. I mean, I could give you his rundown of of uh, achievements and titles that he holds, but that would be dumb because we know already. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson Yay! to the show. Yay! Good morning, Neil. Oh my gosh, I love the music. Thank you. <laughs> we, we wanted to bring in some drama with this, and listen, I want to start by saying that last night I bought a T-shirt with a quote from you on it, sir. Oh. I did.
12: Oh. Okay, well, was it bootlegged or was it, was it legit?
1: I'm sure you don't get a penny for it, unfortunately. <laughs> but it said uh, the good thing about science is it's true whether or not you believe in it. And I just love yeah, that statement.
12: Uh, that, that, that's one of the legit shirts. Excellent. Well, thanks, thanks for having that. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm delighted to learn that live radio still exists somewhere in the universe.
7: By so, <laughs> and local.
1: Yeah, we yeah. will we will carry the torch for as long as we possibly can. Speaking of the universe, uh you are diving into the big questions, the big subjects, the real mind tweakers uh in this particular book. Is it uh, and, and what I've loved about your books in the past Is is your ability to communicate with people Who don't live in that realm Who don't study astrophysics and so on I really enjoyed Letters to an Astrophysicist Which, by the way, I read the entire book On the toilet, it was my go-to Bathroom book and it was fantastic And that's a compliment Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's that's a, a good thing,
5: actually Absolutely. some of the best books are toilet readable
1: So when when you dive into These really big subjects uh, Neil, I mean, how does One begin uh, and, and Keep this uh, succinct, you know, because there can be really big answers to these.
12: Yeah, you're asking the precise, precise right question in this context because there are many questions that just have simple wiki page answers, right? Mm-hmm. How far away is the sun? What's it made of? This sort of thing. What we collected for this book are some of the deepest questions humans have ever asked about our existence and the past, present, and future of, 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 of the universe itself. So this—it's just ten chapters. You know, how did how did it all begin? How did it all end? Where is it all going? Um, is there life in the universe? And so these are so the book is a celebration of the, how the methods and tools of science have been brought to bear on the deepest uh, the core of our life's curiosities. And so yeah, it's hard. There's not just simple answers, and they and you border on the philosophical in some contexts. In other contexts, you border on the spiritual. So for me, the book is really something for you to just sort of take to heart, and and it'll give you something else to sort of argue about at, in the bar when they finally reopen bars, and you're done talking about politics. Talk about um, the multiple ways the universe will end, or the multiple ways Earth. Will end, or whether or not we are smart enough to even figure out how the universe will end, are we even asking the right questions? Maybe a question that you pose on the frontier is is a question that has no meaning yes. on that frontier yeah that's possible too. well you know and it goes to that point I to talk about the,
5: the, sure the science is, is is real, science is fluid too, and, and the fact that you've always been a proponent. Of of asking the questions and and sometimes and I think you make the point that the the more knowledge we gain in in many ways we gain more ignorance because there you realize how much more you still don't know and how much more can change and so with this uh, to me that's always been the fascinating part of science the the, the question asking and uh, but what I love about you is that you can uh, you <laughs> you're also a pop culture nerd and you can also uh, pair it up with. Uh, You know, your your vast knowledge of science. And then you were recently uh, commenting on uh, Hollywood and their ability to what uh, to realize what they what alien life might look like. And you actually said the blob probably got it closest to what you believe we might encounter were we to encounter alien life.
12: Yeah, that, that blob from 1958, Steve McQueen, might have been Steve McQueen's first movie. It was. So that was an alien, which was, you know, did it have two arms, a, a neck, a head, two eyes, and legs, like E.T. did, you know, Steven Spielberg? No. Of course, you know, aliens in movies, there's an actor inside of a costume. <laughs> so, yeah. So they, will, they will strongly resemble human beings in some fundamental <laughs> ways. Um, or they might give them three eyes or antenna, but they're still walking and talking, whereas most life on Earth, doesn't have legs or a neck or an eyes or a face. A face is a very vertebrate thing to have. You know, worms don't have faces. Trees don't have faces. Bacteria don't have faces. If you want to be inventive and come up with a life form that is not of this earth, let it look more different from anything on this earth than any two things on earth look from each other. Yes. Yeah. So that has been my criticism for, for the longest time. And so, yeah, so the blob was good. It, it was no, it didn't have a spine or a skull or teeth or, you know, and it was just absorbed. It would come, it would uh, wrap around you and suck out all your blood. It was great. It <laughs> would yeah, dissolve you, basically, turn you into a paste. It would dissolve you. Yeah. You know, when the blob first landed on Earth, it was a transparent liquid. Yeah. And after the first person it ate, it was red for the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, Hey, I wanted to ask Neil about uh, uh, dimensions because um, that's something that that I have a hard time uh, grasping the the concept on. I saw um, a demonstration, which explained it a little bit to me, that explained like a two-dimensional, let's say there was a two-dimensional creature of sorts, and it was brought into a three-dimensional world. It would never be able to communicate to the other two-dimensional people, if you will, whatever beings of where it went, how it was there. It wouldn't have the ability to point to, I went over there. So therefore it couldn't grasp what a third dimension is all about. And and therefore leads to how would we be able to grasp what other dimensions there are and if there are beings, right. objects, whatever they are, that we don't have the ability to say Perceive. it's there. It's you know, how can you explain that if if you don't mind? Okay, so
12: first of all. Don't be upset that you don't understand higher dimensions. There's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) This is a very natural state of of, of befuddlement. So that's first of all. And let me just add some punctuation to this idea of going from two dimensions to three dimensions. If you lived in two dimensions, you're in like basically a sheet of paper. There are only two directions, right? Mm -hmm. There's sort of left, right, and forward and back. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There is no up. Yes. The up does not exist for you. So you're right. If someone were plucked out of that two dimensions, they, no one in that world would have any sense of where you disappeared to. There is no direction they can point to. And when you extend it to one dimension higher, you can imagine being plucked from our three-dimensional world, world at time. You can call it four dimensions. That's fine. To plucked into a higher dimension, you would just simply disappear. Yeah. And when you return, Jesus. you would be. And in that higher dimension, you would just say, oh, I went in that direction. And you'd be trying to point it to all your fellow three-dimensional folk, and no one would have any idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. So so here's where math comes in. okay? Because we can describe a dimensionality perfectly using math. And then you can add a dimension to it, and then you can see the kinds of things that happen when you go to higher dimensions. For example, if you tie a knot in a string... There's no such thing as string knots in four dimensions. You can't tie a knot because it's it's, – so, for example, if you're in two dimensions and you take a string and just sort of loop it across itself, Uh they would look at that and say, oh, my gosh, there's no way to untie this. Because you created that by bringing it out into the third dimension and putting it back into the – Two
1: dimensions. Okay, I mean
5: that, I you. I, I, gotcha. I, I and, uh, Preston, I uh, concur with you. It's hard to
7: understand, but it's fascinating it nonetheless. Is. Yeah, it is. Neil, getting back to three dimensions, I was so excited about the Mars landing uh, last month, and um, there was a palpable sense uh, amongst uh, scientists like you and people at NASA and people at JPL. Uh, how fired up were you by what was what, what is and what was going on on Mars? Well, here is what helps. NASA
12: finally put a camera on the descent. Uh, yes. stages, right? Yeah. So we got to see it and feel it and watch the, the parachutes deploy, and plus there are microphones on, on this mission, and we sent that helicopter Yes! Fast, right? but awesome! A helicopter to, to Mars and so so think about it it's tax money that pays for this so NASA ought to be able to put you in the front seat of what's going on so that you can vicariously embrace our robotic emissaries and what it is they're doing and so this was um, I think there'll be more of this one day maybe we can have a Mars smells and tastes but <sighs> did a sample return we can sort of duplicate what that smell is that'd be kind of fun well yeah. let, let, let's ask you best participate on that frontier
5: best guest estimate now they have some things on, on the on the uh, hopeful calendar the wish list calendar NASA does but when do you see our actual when do, when, when, when would you guess? A human foot lands down on Mars.
12: Yeah, see, the problem is you send a human and they're doing science, they would be bringing a a, a black box that they will invoke to do the science, right? So we don't really need humans to do science. If we send humans, there'll be some geopolitical reason for it, perhaps. If China says we're going to put military bases on Mars, yeah, we're going to send people to Mars like practically overnight. Right. So who knows what the geopolitics would look like, but if we're going to do it at all, it would happen in the next 50 years, but not the next 10.
5: Is there is there in your mind so for example, and I think, you know, John Kennedy spoke about it, President Kennedy and there is that need to 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 actual uh, actually touch it, even if it transcends geopolitical reasons. Uh, I I think just as as, you know, to to climb Everest, to be there to see it, to touch it uh, and and does Does that have any merit to you or is that just wasted effort?
12: Yeah. In my early days when I really believed in the human culture and our ambitions, I would have said so. But in my old age, no. I'm completely cynical about that. Okay. You can can talk the talk. But it's in our DNA to explore. Wait, how much does that cost? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to pay for it, and that puts the kibosh on the dream. And when Kennedy said, let's go to the moon and return safely to Earth, and we say, oh, back then we had leaders with charisma. The other part of that speech is the communists did this first, and we look bad. I'm paraphrasing. So now we got to do something. All right, let's put a man on the moon. So the war driver was real and ever-present. At the time he made those speeches, no that... let 's not forget that, otherwise we live a delusional understanding of what motivates us in the first place
5: that that was obviously the, the big impetus for accelerating that uh, that clock as far as Kennedy was concerned. I wanted to ask you, we had uh, Dr. Loeb from Harvard on a while ago, and he talked about this object that came past Earth in two thousand and seventeen. And he has put out a book that suggests he believes he's not saying conclusively that it might have been finessed in our direction as an attempt at first contact from a uh, possibly another race out there in the universe. Uh, are, I assume you're familiar with his work, and and what do you think of it?
12: Of course, uh-huh. uh, uh, yes. So I'm I'm not as convinced at that interpretation as he is. <laughs> yes <yeah>. So um, <laughs> so here, here's why. The, 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 what led to that? supposition is that it has what's called an anomalous acceleration, whereas as it came towards the sun and our planets, it was, it was moving in a way that wasn't entirely explained by the sun's gravity and that of Saturn and, and Jupiter and the like. Right. And so, so you say, oh, what could be causing it? And you go through your list and you exhaust the list. And then you say, okay, I guess it was aliens. I'm I'm not invoking aliens just because I can't understand what I just saw of a brand new object that came from the depths of interstellar space. I'm not going to make that leap. He made that leap. I'm I'm not going to make that leap. What I will say is, had the thing come into our solar system and zigzagged around all the planets, I say, whoa, that's really anomalous acceleration. This had a very gentle um uh, a difference in its arc that it would have taken versus the arc that it did take and if it's going to be intelligently guided it seems to me it would have say there's earth i wonder what's there and it would have gone into orbit around earth and then visited jupiter and its moons and the sun then we'd have a, that's a conversation about aliens at that point so no i just wasn't as convinced as, ne- as he was
1: neil do you touch in in uh, cosmic queries do you touch on uh life elsewhere in the universe Oh, yes. The whole chapter on that. Oh, yeah. And how to think about
12: that question. And are we asking the right questions? And are, are we biased by our own life as we know it? Could we encounter life that is behaving in a way, but it's not responding to the questions we pose mm. and thereby miss it entirely? Wow. Yeah. Well, there, there's there. And we, we assumptions that went into it.
5: Yeah. We're naturally going to apply our own context to everything. And, and there, there may be things that are. That are there that we're just not seeing. There was a, I'm talking about movies, cin- cinematically. There was a movie that came out, uh, pretty decent, called Life, where they they get this matter, this this genetic matter aboard the space the space station, and lo and behold, it turns out to not be benevolent.
3: Yeah.
5: <laughs> and, and so, really?
12: yes, what a, what a concept. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. And 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 so you know, even Stephen Hawking, you know, a while ago, I, I know had some some issues about. Sending out notifications to the rest of the universe that that we are here, possibly because of that that
12: repercussion, do you entertain that, or
5: is that something that is just too fanciful to
12: embrace I'm in multiple minds on that, so for example do you um you know we have we are broadcasting, especially through live radio our our culture out into space moving at the speed of light radio waves so 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 and aliens could eavesdrop on us and know almost everything there is to know about our culture but when we put them in movies and they're hostile and they want to kill us or enslave us or suck our brains out um we we are giving them attributes that i think we already have evidence of how we treat each other yeah so I think we are giving aliens behavioral characteristics not because we know how they behave, but because we know how we would behave. Mm. And so for me, these alien evil alien movies are all mirrors held up to our own uh, conduct. That's I my see first that. point. Second, I yeah, I don't know if they're going to be. It's true, I don't know if the aliens are going to be hostile. Do you really want to give out your home address to them? <laughs> right. <laughs> the email address to a stranger who is also human in the street, right? You fear that. And now you're gonna, Now we're going to broadcast and say, here we are, aliens. We sent out a signal no. um, decades ago telling and, – and we have maps of where we are in the universe. So that's very wishful thinking that aliens will be kind and benevolent, and maybe so. But uh, it's weird that we don't trust each other, but we might trust an alien. Yeah. We just don't her. want to
5: end up in an alien cookbook.
1: That's the
12: only yeah. thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, well, Neil, we're excited for the uh, the book Cosmic Queries, uh, which is available at Barnes and Noble, Amazon com as well, and it is always a treat to have you on. Thanks so much for the call this morning. Thanks, guys. Keep it going. Yeah, all right. We appreciate it, Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson, guys. He is uh, he's the best. And you realize how
5: fortunate we are scratch the
1: surface yeah to
5: have access to him and oh to Derek God. Pitts and no. and uh, you know all these and it's just Preston, as you post at the beginning of your thing, uh, you know about dimensions. Like there are some people, like my brother, would go, could I could <laughs> cause a panic attack instantly, mm-hmm. but for me, it's like I I enjoy not knowing and learning, mm-hmm. you know, about that. that yeah. I mean, that you, how would that be? And just theorizing, possibly.
1: I I I go through different emotions when I look at the night sky. There are times when I look and I see the beauty and I see the. the uh, the relatively close objects in the sky and go, wow, that's that's right there. That's really there. That's amazing. Bill Cosby and lives over there. He lives he's right down the street of <laughs> the prison. And then and then I will look yeah. at, at stars which are insanely far away. Yeah. Lights you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of light years away in travel, and I think about the vast distance and 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 the complexities of the light, you know, coming here. And then I think about that's in our own galaxy. And that there are billions of other galaxies that are further out than that. And then I start to feel really tiny and insignificant. Yeah. Uh, and then there are other times when I do the opposite of that. And I, I will go into the, uh, the smaller forms of science, not just space exploration mm-hmm. and things that are right here. And, and it's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's fascinating. And it's why and it can be a bit much, can be a bit overwhelming. Uh, I understand that. I think though, and also when you when you embrace this notion, when you look into the night sky,
5: you're just looking at a snapshot. Mm. You're looking. Oh, yeah. A lot of what you're seeing may not exist anymore. Yes. The light is, is possibly reaching us now. There's a great one of my favorite authors of all time, Richard Matheson. He wrote the incredible Shrinking Man, and at the end of it, in the movie version, the screenplay that he wrote, um, he he kind of addresses what you're talking about. The, the, the huge, the macro and the micro and where you are in the universe. And it's such a beautiful, it's it's almost like a soliloquy, but it's beautiful. You should, you should watch it sometime because it puts what you just thought into beautiful
1: language. Have you ever, and speaking of that, have you ever seen, there's a clip of of Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's being interviewed. He's from, he's in front of a, a group of people and they're taking questions from the audience and a woman says, what's the most amazing thing? Yeah. Have you ever heard his answer to that? No, I have oh. not. It's fantastic. It's short, and he, he makes you, he, he gives you comfort in whatever, however lost you may feel mm-hmm. so I assume... about the size of, of the universe and, and us and existence and all these other things. So the answer wasn't your bibbies.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm no. assuming. I mean, those take old biddies. <laughs> how, how
5: damaging. To yeah. his career,
1: yeah, with that responsibility. he uh, knew, <laughs> I mean, just look at you read his writing. Oh, this is this is <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson sounding drunk. <laughs> you just slow him down ever so slightly. Yeah. Yeah,
12: the hair stands up on. Uh, I don't have hair there, <laughs> but if I did, it would stand up on the back of my neck. <laughs> you read his writing. The man was connected. <laughs> To the universe,
1: man, he was connected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marissa, if you find the most amazing thing? Thank you. Uh, people will do that to our podcast.
4: Uh, from time, accidentally, yes. they'll they'll yeah. put us on like a <laughs> like yeah. half speed or whatever, and uh, we sound drunk. Yeah. I like it that. Oh my know? god, I
5: I happen to just I'll occasionally check in and just monitor the podcast and see how it sounds. And I, I whatever I was listening to. Maybe it was a book. I had
7: it up to – I had it sped up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Kathy sounds <laughs> wild. Yeah.
5: She must have been doing meth that day.
7: There's a uh, Boston radio show that's a Beasley uh, station, and they make um, cartoon podcasts of their show being slowed down by like a minute and a yeah. half. It's it's really hilarious. I, I stumbled across their website the other day. I'm trying to think of the name of the show, and, and but it was um, – They've done it deliberately and actually yeah. made cartoons out of it. It's pretty damn funny.
4: Preston, we have something. It says uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson
1: answers bizarre question. Is that it by Probably not because it's not really bizarre, but okay. let's listen to it and see what
12: it is. If evil aliens did no. steal the sun, we would not know about it for 8 minutes and 20 seconds, at which point we would plunge into a cold dark and be cast to interstellar space, <laughs> homeless and adrift
1: forever. <laughs> <laughs>
12: Have a nice day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he's fun to follow on social media too. He he takes uh pop culture stuff and then adds some science twists to him. Oh, he he is a big nerd when it comes to that
5: stuff and that's what makes it so much fun because I mean and we'd asked Eric Pitts the question, you know, what which is it a chicken and an egg thing when you talk about are scientists spurred on by what they see in science fiction, or how does it work? Because yeah.
1: both feed each other. By the way, he, Derek Pitts, and he both have this same like delivery. Same, same. Uh, it's it's very clear, concise, yeah. excited, excited. Yeah, uh, this this uh, tone in their voice. They're great. It's just fantastic. I'm surprised Derek is not. Why aren't they uh, paling around? A media personality yeah. and, and is on some shows as well because he, he actually has been. He so if you watch it, okay. like, if you
5: watch like on, uh, I've seen him on uh, History and some of the uh, Ancient Aliens things and uh, and yeah they, they'll mm-hmm. you, they'll go to him. He's, he's you know who loves Derek Pitts is uh, Mike Jerick. He's a
7: huge yeah, fan yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah they'll have him on Fox twenty nine quite a bit.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this uh, I'm gonna play this clip for you. It's it's pretty awesome yeah. of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Here we go. The most astounding fact the most astounding fact is the knowledge
12: that the atoms that comprise life on Earth the atoms that make up the human body are traceable to the crucibles that cooked light elements into heavy elements in their core under extreme temperatures and pressures these stars the high mass ones among them went unstable in their later years. They collapsed and then exploded, scattering their enriched guts across the galaxy. Guts made of carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and all the fundamental ingredients of life itself. These ingredients become part of gas clouds that condense, collapse, form the next generation of solar systems stars with orbiting planets and those planets now have the ingredients for life itself. So that when I look up at the night sky and I know that yes, we are part of this universe, we are in this universe, but perhaps more important
1: than both of those facts is
12: that the universe is in
1: us. That we're all made up of that stuff. Yeah. Essentially, is, is what he says. So What? That's it's the same. Shut up. In those tig old biddies. <laughs> <laughs>
5: same Why? matter. Lordy mama. <laughs>
2: My cousin taught me that years ago. Well, taught me that. She what? used to do it all of us. She, just, somebody would go into like an in-depth explanation yeah. something of something deep. that she wanted nothing to do with. She was pissed off to be even in the conversation. And when they were finished, she would just go, what? <laughs> 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 we, would, we would bust out laughing and just, you know, annoy anyway, whoever was trying to explain something what? nice to her.
5: No, nah, it's cool. It's cool to think that, that you know, that's and that, at the base core, that's what he, we're all connected to the universe.
1: Yeah. The
9: universe is full of stars.
1: Um, so to piggyback off of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I have a couple of other, other sciency type stories. Now they're not space uh, related, but they are quite interesting and they are rooted in science. I guess it could be the Just Say It. Is it the space, cowboy, is mm-hmm. the space cowboy, or is the space
5: cowboy giving a TED Talk at the Just
1: Say This is not space. <laughs> these are these are scientific discoveries in the uh, world of science. In the world of science. <laughs> 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 why are we we should be contemporaries of neil deGrasse Tyson. We should be. we're so knowledgeable i I wanted to tell him at the end there that as our radio waves are reaching the yeah. aliens that They're we're getting dumber we're supplying sound <laughs> starting yeah. fart sound effects and so on uh, uh, let's just bomb them no I saw this so Neanderthals are often yeah. portrayed as grunting creatures but our closest ancestors actually had the ability to perceive and produce speech, according to a new study that has been done. I heard them. I heard that they were elegant wandering troubadours. Ah, well, the re- the research based on fossil remains also offered hints on what Neanderthal speech sounded like, uh, with an increased use of consonants compared to the languages uh, that we speak today. I suggest we learn to manifest the power of fire. <laughs> That would have to be a useful
8: tool in our defense of our own camp and perhaps the preparation of food. A source of light, even. They had extensive
1: language skills before they discovered (laughs) fire. Uh, I
8: suggest we modify the square and turn it into a circular-type device, something that might move a wagon forward. (laughs) They had a wagon? But no place to move it? (laughs) But no, nothing to move it. It just sat there, and we looked at it saying, this is totally useless.
7: We gotta get this thing somewhere from point A
8: to point B. Right. And mind you, we still haven't uh, created an alphabet, <laughs> yeah. so no one knew what that meant. Handsaw <laughs>
1: <Hence laughs> <our> issues. <laughs> We're
7: gonna struggle here.
1: High-resolution CT scans of ear structures from Neanderthal fossils... would just call them ears, right? ...were compared to humans and earlier fossils of Neanderthal ancestors. And data from three the 3D models uh, were used to calculate the hearing range of Neanderthals compared to humans and their own ancestors. They found that Neanderthals had better hearing at the 4 to 5 kilohertz range like modern humans. Uh, associate professor of anthropology at B- uh, Binghamton University, Roth Quam, uh, said this is one of the most important studies that I've been involved in during my career. Said the results are solid and clearly show that Neanderthals had the capacity to perceive and produce human speech. So also, I mean, you know, they were talking right stuff. I but. mean, they
5: were probably just they were mostly just quatrains and things. Then right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their their range of hearing was was it's it's funny because the the old line of thinking used to be there was this drastic difference between Neanderthal and Cro Magnon that they, there was like you know, but there was there was more of a gradual deal at, at some point where they it wasn't just the <laughs> the absolute you know. Um, uh, knuckle dragging
1: right. creature that we think Neanderthals were. Yeah. So, I, and I would imagine, you know, if, if, if evolution is a theory that you subscribe yep. to, then it, it takes it takes a long, 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 long time for these changes to take place. So, therefore, yes, there would have been a slow progression. One question that I've heard, and I I don't know if I've
5: ever thought about it, if so, so evolution from obviously as we evolve, why? Why would apes or gorillas, as we know them, mm-hmm. stay? In other words,
1: well, I don't know if that is the case or not. is that the case.
7: Yeah, I don't. I, oh, don't, I don't know. know. They've yeah. evolved too. I mean, you know, they're, they're like they're ancient. typing more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't know how to do that originally. They didn't even have type. I think you know what <laughs> they <laughs> did. They did yeah. again they with the dilemma. Have. They just sat there right. and they like, <laughs> moving their yeah, fingers. Yeah,
8: yeah. Uh, great clicks it clicks, but what do you do with it?
7: Right.
1: I'm completely out of ribbon. Somebody had to invent paper <laughs> <Yeah>. later. Paper!
8: <laughs> you are good for something when you're not throwing your feces.
7: know. <laughs> uh, I... I... Uh, I read a book, and um, they talked about the evolution of gorillas in, at, at one point in the book because, Steve, this very question was asked. Is why have How dramatic has the evolution been in all the time that they've been on Earth? Well, there hasn't been nearly as much study into the evolution of gorillas right. as there has been into the evolution of human beings, Cro-Magnons, Neanderthals, all of that type of humanoid-type creatures, right. right? But there is an evolution of chimpanzees and of monkeys and of gorillas, and it's, uh, it's fascinating to see what they – once were as well well there was a super type um gorilla
5: which many believe uh, listen we don't we you know some things and you don't know some things but super there,
1: type meaning bigger and a bigger
5: and sh- type which some have have suggested might have been
1: bigfoot well, yeah something okay like that. i don't Oh, that i, don't, I, don't, hey, I don't. remember jane goodall who was here was open to yeah. that there may be some type of uh primate that's out there that and the threesome that could what's that she was open to she both. Open that to that to yeah. yeah she was very, very uh, that could walk more erect and and maybe we've missed, but we, I, I don't know. We discover
5: life forms or a new species all the time. I, I just think a, a, a like a eight or nine foot gorilla is you're probably going to catch that now, uh, exactly. Yeah.
1: And you know what? actually, Neil deGrasse Tyson, in his book uh, letters to uh, an astrophysicist, he does talk about that about, you know, what he what he thinks and and he lists why he thinks it, it's not out there because we would have seen not maybe just the creature, but. It's 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 leavings and and some other evidence it's
5: spore, as yeah, they so. say. But yet you did remember they they thought the they gorilla population was substantially lower than it was, and they discovered a whole group of them that they had uh, no idea existed. And that I hollowers. mentioned this, 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 I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, you did mention wow, years okay. ago. Yeah. Wow, nice. They were at a Ramado <laughs> near <laughs> the airport
1: the whole time, huh?
8: Yes. Could we get more pillows?
1: <laughs> Not many people go there anymore. No. So no. I, guess I could see <laughs> No. That. Yeah. So the results, uh, this uh, researcher, Rolf Quam, said, are solid and clearly show the Neanderthal, that Neanderthals had uh, the capacity to perceive and produce human speech. This is one of the very few current ongoing research lines relying on fossil evidence to study the evolution of language, a notoriously tricky subject in anthropology. The researchers uh, entered data on the 3D models into a software-based model that estimates uh capability hearing capabilities up to five uh kilohertz the frequency range of modern human speech sounds they compared human and neanderthal ear structures I think I already covered so that. So,
5: so let me ask you so is the, there 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 was some sort of language that they were using as the now belief? That, that I don't know okay
1: they just had the ability right. to to speak and, and perceive human right. speech, so they haven't said anything about. Communicating that right. way with an official language or anything along those they probably lines. just wrote it down, but yeah. more so than just a, uh, uh, yeah. you know, like like a uh. a, a primate might do uh, that that there are ways to form uh, words uh, or, or form sounds more than just those. It's using a lot of consonants <laughs> and things. <laughs> Build a fire. <laughs> Build a fire. Build a fire. <laughs> it says a wider uh, bandwidth uh, allows for a, a, fire. a larger number of easily distinguishable acoustic signals to be used in... Or,
8: a deer, a female deer.
1: Oral communications of a species. Uh, mm. The Neanderthals showed a wider bandwidth compared with their ancestors from uh, at uh, atapa, Atapurica. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, more closely resembling modern humans. So That's that, the yogurt place on three hundred nine. No, I'm assuming it's a it's a landmass or oh. something like that that was uh, that no longer exists or was part of Pangea or whatever. You know, I looked like Bill when I just did. You, that. you Pangea, did, man. I, mean, I just gestured <laughs> wildly with my hands. All right,
5: no about <laughs> Pangea. You're doing. Sunk that, into the ocean.
4: You're doing that uh, tap dancing move.
5: Yeah. Talk da da duck da 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 da. Another opening on the another show. And now, one of my favorite numbers from a chorus line.
9: In northern
4: Spain.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> Say, Mr. Bones, have you heard about the Neanderthals?
7: <laughs> what is it, Nick? Uh, it's a area in northern Spain. Okay, it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're, northern they're ma- Spain. <laughs> Which is what their national anthem Good evening, out.
4: friends. <laughs> Kathy, what are you doing right now?
2: Uh, Well, I did put to use the 20% off friends and family discount to athletos. Oh,
1: nice. All right, so here's this other other scientific study, and this was done in the ocean. Which is wetter. Yeah, scientists studying sharks off of New Zealand have discovered that uh, three deep-sea species glow in the dark, including one that is now the largest known luminous vertebrate. I love this stuff. Uh, Bioluminescence. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. The production of visible light through a chemical reaction by living organisms is a widespread phenomenon among marine life. But this is the first time that it has been documented and analyzed in the kite fin shark. Phenomenon. the, The black belly lantern shark. Huh. And the southern lantern shark. Bioluminescence is an amazing thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Have to you ever see been
5: it. in the? Uh, I think in Jamaica there is. Have you been in that? Uh, oh, bo- that,
2: the cave. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh who did Lauren
4: ahead. in our uh, sales department did that one. Our honeymoon. Yeah. Last year, it's pretty cool. Dude, it's so cool. I mean, it's almost like you move your hand through like, the water. and it Yeah. glows like, yeah, like Avatar. Yeah.
1: The sharks were collected during a fish survey. Of the uh, Chatham rise off of the East Coast of New Zealand uh, in January, the kite fin shark, which can grow to 180 centimeters. I'm not sure how many inches That's that is. That's 4 miles. How many feet? It can be four miles long. Uh, is now the largest known luminous vertebrate, which researchers refer to as a giant luminous shark.
4: I mean, what's even the science behind the glow stick? You know, like, what is what is that chemical reaction? Uh, I mean, there's
5: it's th- the same sort of... Isn't it at its, at its base? I, I, I'm I talking don't about. Know. I mean,
4: even as a full grown adult with children and, 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 and mortgage payments, I like glow sticks. Glow sticks are great. They're cool.
1: Yeah. So the findings had repercussions for our understanding of life in the deep sea. The sharks uh, all live in what is known as the. Uh, mesopelagic uh, or twilight zone of the ocean Ooh. which is between 200 and 1000 meters deep so they call that the twilight zone of the ocean I had no idea okay it's beyond which sunlight uh, does not penetrate that's why so. they're generating their own light mm. uh, yeah I guess so seems yeah,
5: me if you will <laughs> to a place so deep that the sharks have to generate their own water
1: uh, seems
5: the twilight zone of the ocean
1: Seen from below, the sharks appear backlit against the bright surface of the water. Behold a backlit shark. uh, Leaving them exposed to potential predators without any place to hide. Researchers suggest, though, that these uh, three species' glowing underbellies may help camouflage them from any threats that might strike from beneath. I think if you're all lit up... Uh, it makes you more obvious, right? In the case of the kitefish shark, which has few or no predators, it is possible that the slow moving species uses its natural glow to actually illuminate the ocean floor. To look for. Well, it searches for yeah. food, yeah. Or to read. Or to disguise it itself in. uh it's in, like those book lights. In approaching its prey. Those yeah, are maybe. helpful. I like those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, further study is going to be needed I'm to Finally finish
5: the Da Vinci Code. Either. <laughs> <laughs>
7: The page-turner. The chapters are so short. They it's are. Great.
5: It goes so fast. <laughs>
7: it's an easy bathroom. Yeah. And
5: the only books we get are the ones that fall off ocean lantern.
7: <laughs> well, you gotta take the People out down. on the lead deck deck, they accidentally falls yeah. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, would you like to me to describe glow sticks and why they glow? Yeah! Is this the chemist? Your new character? Uh-huh. No, it's not. I only have this. A glow stick... This is from Wikipedia. A okay. self-contained uh, short-term light source consists of a translucent plastic tube containing isolated <laughs> substances that when combined make light through chem il, uh, chemiluminescence, med- chem- <laughs> chemiluminescence. uh chemiluminescence, Chemiluminescence. chemiluminescence, chemoluminescence. Uh chem chemiluminescence. chemiluminescence. Uh, the lights cannot be turned off and can be used only once. Um, so here, it doesn't explain how it's
2: peroxide and alcohol mixed with fluorescent dye.
1: Really, oh, look at Kathy. Yeah,
2: wow. it's very simple. Was
7: that then the Athleta website?
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Oh. I I already hit that.
7: Someone uh, cares about science. <laughs> hey, did I got Did I ever tell you guys the uh, my glow stick story at a uh, Trey Anastasio show? <laughs> No. no. All right. So there was uh, Casey. I guess this is a common occurrence at fish shows, tray shows, where uh, people will toss glow sticks. Oh yeah. Right. So they
4: wait for the perfect time of a song. Yes. They. I mean, they literally they will bring in. Dozens and dozens of glow sticks just waiting okay. for that crescendo to hit. They don't know what song's coming. All right. I wasn't they, aware yeah. of this okay. uh,
7: phenomenon. And so I'm at a, a show with two friends, and there were four of us in a little section in the Man Music Center. They have sections of yeah. four seats together, right? right? And we didn't know this girl that was sitting with us. And throughout the entire concert, I'm not kidding, a dozen, 15 times, is it glow stick time yet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Is it Is it glow stick time yet? I I don't know. I've never (laughs) been to a (laughs) train show. Is it glow stick time yet? So finally, the the thing happens where the crescendo, you know, when the song occurs. Yeah. And she goes... It's glow sticks. <laughs> and she like busts out a dozen of them and starts tossing them, and it was it was pretty cool. But I will never think of glow sticks and not think I, of this lady.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So who who kicks off the glow
7: stick, Casey? Oh, listen. It's just sort of like
4: an understood people. Honestly, like how you, do you
2: know though? Like yeah,
4: isn't it there is multiple it's a
2: songs fe- that do that.
4: Yes, yeah, so there's a feeling, right? And um, oh, what a feeling. There no. So there it, it, you. What if somebody d- starts too early? You don't. No, no. You well, you never what... you never start too early. But when somebody is feeling, I was it... wrong. It wasn't gross. At <laughs>
3: time. So
4: listen, people people like. know the songs, right? So there are certain you know. songs when you know it, it reaches a crescendo. So for instance, uh, Down with Disease, there is a point uh, where after the chorus gets done for like the second you know chorus, they they hit this this crescendo. I'm going to play the song, right? They know it. They know that this is the crescendo of the song, so people will sit there and they 'll wait for the crescendo they they don't know what song's coming, but they it's a feeling and hold
1: they they don't know what song's coming i don't i don't understand how? how most songs have a crescendo to it, yeah, I mean so how do you know that it's there's only one song during the entire concert. No, no, it it can be any song. But well, this is oh, this lady it's just was so, so whenever Whenever the that's whenever too the, much pressure. Whenever the audience wants to start up a glow stick thing, they start it. Yeah, the first second. Okay. The so first there's not set. just one in a concert. There's multiple.
4: Uh, well, well, yeah, because once the glow sticks start going, yeah, then you know. <laughs> Is it glow stick? Time? <laughs> yeah. well, then, like if you get hit with a, if you get hit with a glow stick, you can either uh, pick the glow stick up and chuck it right yeah. then and there, or you can hang on to it and wait for another crescendo. The next to glow stick. The yeah. next glow stick song.
7: Yeah, man, she was excited for glow stick time. Well, it's fun. <laughs> and then she went home.
4: It's definitely fun to watch. Went and... out to her
7: kids who are locked in the car.
1: <laughs> um, they were in the parking
7: lot yeah. the whole time Dude, eating cheese have... sandwiches. I
1: bet there has been eye injuries and teeth knocked out and all kinds of stuff. You tend around. to try and throw
4: the glow stick uh, in a direction that you're not going to hit somebody in the face. Well,
1: it was actually a
5: modification <laughs> president. It used to be kettlebells. <laughs> they
3: changed
5: uh,
2: it up. It's I was at more a... Like, a, like a whip. You know, like the, the long, thin <laughs> ones, that's what I'm thinking of. You get like a little whip.
4: I was at a show at the Madison Square Garden uh, a couple of Decembers ago, and there was a kid sitting next to me, and not only glow sticks were going, but also balloons, and this kid got a balloon, and he was so excited. And I was like, hit it, hit it, hit it. And so he goes to hit the balloon up, right? But uh he doesn't. And the person is sitting directly in front of him is turned around and this kid just rifles the balloon straight into this guy's face. It was hilarious. And... But the kid was mortified, right? You know, because he hit the stranger in the in in the face in front of him and it just you know, I I love it. And that yeah, kid was today balloon. is Benjamin Netanyahu. <laughs> well, the kid started crying because he felt terrible about it. I mean, he was a little Wait a kid. Yes. Oh, he's a little kid. He was a little if kid. The balloon wouldn't hurt you. No, you What's a little kid face.
5: doing it at a fish <laughs> concert?
4: Well, uh, well, so he was a... Uh, he was doing whippets, Steve. He was doing whippets. <laughs> he was actually in charge of the tank. Um, was he? Yeah. No, uh. Hey, mister. <laughs> hey, mister. Take a hit off this. He was, um. Hey, mister. I believe he was a family member of either a crew person oh, or right. a band member or something along those lines. All, all right. right because I was w- in a section of the audience that had all, like. Well, well while you're describing how we friends.
5: saw multiple
4: scenes of the uh, the glow stick thing, it
5: is pretty cool on it, Moss.
4: It is. And usually, but the best part is when it happens for the first time,
5: right? Because, you know. It's like at the, uh, like at the, you know, like a what's the equivalent? Are uh, there other, other shows where they have that moment?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there there are times, I mean, usually like a confetti release or something right. like that. I know that like uh, uh, um, 21 Pilots, they do this big confetti That's thing. it, yeah. yes. Um, but, uh, okay, so I was confused. I just thought it happened one time in one particular song, and nobody knew exactly what song that was going to be that night. So it's any time that there's a big crescendo in a tune, yeah. people start throwing the... Uh, Uh, Start throwing the glow sticks. But the
4: first time it happens, it is a, you know, it's like a waterfall effect, sort of. You know, like the one person, he's like, okay, here it comes. And he tosses, you know, a few dozen glow sticks in the air. And then that kind of cues other people to toss their glow sticks in the air. And then after that, it's more of like, okay, well, we got to collect these all together. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and donate them though. to yeah. poor people. Do you take your glow sticks or you do just uh piggyback off uh, other people's I kind of have
4: glow in, in the past. Okay. I have brought glow sticks with me, but uh now I don't. Now I just you know I sit and watch. If you if ever go, go to the Jerry Blavid show, they throw epipens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which can be dangerous. Yeah, it's kinda weird. They've yeah. got a they've needle got, on them. They've got things in them, yeah. All right. uh, Anyhow, uh, we need to take a break. Yeah, we do. We have some bizarre (laughs) file stories uh, coming up. I would like to give away – can I give away – I've I've been giving away these. Do I hold on to these? Well, so these
4: are more immediate. These have to be given away before the end of the show tomorrow.
1: All right. I'll give away two more of these, and we'll save some of them for tomorrow. Uh, It is a screening, an advanced screening virtual of uh, Coming to America – and it's for Thursday. It's for tomorrow because the movie opens on Friday on Amazon Prime. And if you would like it, I will give away uh, colors 15 and 16, 215 wmmr some of these passes. It is rated R, Amazon Prime Video, like I said, on Friday. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, some bizarre file stories to share. So make sure you stay with.
11: MMR Spotlight's the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots.
4: That's right, and this month's artist is Brett Talley.
0: Your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR.
11: And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword,
0: Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at family.
11: 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly.
1: All right, got some stories to share with you, so let's go for it.
11: Now,
0: WMMR presents Desire. Kristen and Steve's oh Bizarre file.
1: Brought to you by Natural Lawn of America, safer for your lawn kids and pets. You can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds... Guaranteed. Uh, let's begin with this gal. A 32-year-old woman is accused of threatening neighbors with a machete and cutting wires inside a utility box last week, resulting in 50 or more people being without phone or Internet service. That's old
5: machete Mary
1: for you. <laughs> Catherine Joyce is charged with threats of violence and first-degree criminal damage to property, which are both felonies. Officers were dispatched. They located a woman, later identified as Joyce, who was screaming. Mm. An employee of that area's internet and telephone provider told police that Joyce had damaged a utility box earlier in the day by opening the box and cutting several wires. The damage resulted in about 50 to 60 people being cut off from internet and telephone service, and the repair is estimated to be around $10,000. Joyce is also accused of approaching a neighbor's house while swinging a machete on February 24th, and the neighbor's... The neighbors left their home due to their fear of Joyce. They believed her threats to be ethnically motivated. And then on February 26th, the victims asked police to stand by while they gathered some belongings from their house. Joyce then approached her vehicle swinging a baseball bat this time. A little better. Yeah, so uh, she was arrested shortly after that. And they have put her away for now, but we'll see where that goes. This is a great story. Britain's National Lottery teamed up with a brewery to create a beer called Just the Ticket in the hopes of finding the winner of an unclaimed jackpot worth nearly $1.4 million. Ah! Lottery officials reached out to Backyard Brewhouse to produce 100 bottles of the Blonde Ale to find the winner of a $1.39 million euro Millions Millionaire Maker jackpot before the ticket expires, which it will on March 17th. The ticket was purchased in September 2020. But the winner is yet to come forward with the deadline to claim the prize less than a month away. Uh, according to Andy Carter, the National Lottery's senior winner uh, advisor uh, said that uh, it really is a case of urging Walsall's Euro Millions players to dig out and check their tickets before it's too late. So they made the this beer and I guess the the bottles may have information on it right. or something and, like that. Yeah, it's always a risky proposition when you do stuff like that. Yep. So they're going to they're going to try to uh try to alert that there is a winner <laughs> out there and check your ticket. Wow. For the second time in a month, US Customs and Border Protection officers seized hundreds of pounds of prohibited baloney at the mexican border <laughs> baloney okay. uh he, he doesn't stand for baloney <laughs> officers at the santa teresa port of entry in new mexico inspected a u.s citizen from Sunland park uh new mexico trying to re-enter the country officers found 30 rolls of prohibited pork baloney hidden under the v- the vehicle's mats and seats of the front and rear passenger sides during the inspection. In total, the meat weighed 277 pounds. Haven't they heard of narcotics?
5: Uh, <laughs> bologna
1: containing pork products, is prohibited from entering the United States due to the possibility of foreign animal disease. The driver was given a $1,000 civil penalty. But earlier this month, customs officials seized 194 points prohibited baloney again he doesn't stand for baloney a- after a cbp officer spotted multiple red rolls of the meat in the hatchback area of a 2019 nissan Rogue, is so. there a deli division of the border guard i'm not sure but uh they definitely stopped them from doing it all right here we go a michigan prosecutor declined to file charges against a man who displayed a ku klux klan flag in a window Facing a black family's home while condemning the actions as despicable, traumatizing, and completely unacceptable. Uh, The act, unfortunately, does not violate state law, said Prosecutor Kim Worthy, who is black as well. Uh, She encouraged the state legislature to revise or create laws to protect citizens against this type of horrible conduct. As the laws are written, an ethnic intimidation charge would require physical contact, property damage, or threats of those activities.
5: Well, I wouldn't invite him to the block party.
1: About two weeks ago... The KKK flag was hung inside a home next door to 57-year-old Jadonna Dinge's home. The flag was placed directly across from her dining room. Uh, The neighbors claimed that they couldn't afford a curtain, and they were using the flag as a substitute. Yeah. Uh, Police officers replaced the flag with large cloths. Uh, Dinge's received community support during the march. And rally, and uh, prior to the flag incident, she found a full can of gas uh, gasoline in her outdoor recycling bin. Uh, she better so, watch out. Yeah, obviously her neighbors are lunatics, broken idiot people. So hopefully they can get them on something. And then uh, we'll do this story. They started with a driver doing donuts in the street, ended with a chase and a crazy chain of events. A Los Angeles police officers were called to an intersection where a blue BMW was reported to have hit a pedestrian. While doing donuts. Now, somebody in the BMW put the pedestrian in the vehicle and then took off with the LAPD officers in pursuit. But during the pursuit, the pedestrian somehow fell out of the car. Oh, my God. So this guy's hit by a car. Yeah. Scooped up, put in the car, taken off on a high-speed chase, and falls out of the car. The pedestrian was taken to a hospital in unknown condition. Police say the BMW then hit an empty LAPD unit. Uh, the BMW sped Jeez. off and was at large on Monday morning, so they haven't found him yet. Or actually, they have identified the driver. The owner of a nearby smoke shop says that drivers do donuts in the intersection every Sunday, making the area unsafe, and it forces him to actually close early on those days.
7: Whee! what I get to do! <laughs> I knew it was coming. I could smell it, like, as soon as you started the story. Uh, Nick pulls out in the middle of the interception. Guess what I get to do? Guess what I get to do?
1: The LAPD identified the driver, but he is not in custody right now, and they also say the victim is expected to be okay and... Uh, We will wrap it up right there, and that is what I have in the Bizarre file for you. We're going to take a break. When we return, a chance to win something yet again. We'll have our lesson questions, see if you've been paying attention. Trash and Music News coming up, too. We'll be right back.
0: Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
1: We got ourselves a few more things to do before our day is up. Remember, secret text word. We're going to have to get a winner in just a few minutes. Text word, secret to 39333. We have these Crayola experience uh, tickets to give away. And uh, don't forget, that's a big freaking deal today as well. Uh, we're going to ask a question and see if you know the answer to um, give you some prizes. See if you've been paying attention this morning. We're going to do the lesson question. And the prize that we're going to give away is a hand-stone gift card, valid for a free massage or facial. So let's let's go with. I think we did an early one yesterday. We'll do a later one today. It was not that long ago. Which book did a glowing shark finally finish reading? Two one five two six three WMMR. It could have been that, or how many dead fingers seem desperate. <laughs> Well, we're going to go with which book did a glowing shark finally finish reading? Two one five two six three wmmr Let's see if you know the answer.
0: The trash business is a gold mine. 3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Oh, this is a good sign. It's brought to you by Rita's Water
1: Ice. Oh, yeah. That's a good sign, right? Uh, the wait is over. Rita's is now open and serving up all your favorite frozen treats. Stop by for some happiness with a delicious Italian ice or creamy frozen custard. What's going on this morning, Steve?
5: Well, Oprah Winfrey teasing her CBS special with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle next week, seeing the two drop major bombshells about the royal family. But not to be uh, outdone, Queen Elizabeth has scheduled a competing live special on NBC in which a wax impression will be taken for her very first fleshlight. Wow. So- in a new podcast, Paris Hilton claiming she was unfairly targeted by David Letterman in a 2006 interview in which he repeatedly asked her about her stint in jail. Hilton says like Hilton says, it seems like it was just 15 years ago. Because it was.
8: <laughs> oh my
5: god. Ellen DeGeneres is selling her massive 10,000 square foot Beverly Hills, California mansion. For $54 million, DeGeneres is apparently ramping up plans to oversee the final construction of her African nature preserve, where she hopes to eventually stage an all gorilla version of Guys and Dolls. Oh, that'd be awesome. And that's your Hollywood dream.
1: Okay, to the phones we go to see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, Which book did a glowing shark finally finish reading? 215-263-WMMR. Our caller is Stephanie. Hello there, Stephanie. Good morning, it. Good morning, it's. Okay, Stephanie, what book did The Glowing Shark finally finish reading?
9: The Da Vinci Code. Yes. Correct, Stephanie. I
1: want you to hang on the line because we're going to give you a hand in stone gift card. How about that for a free massage or facial? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish. It's self-care. Schedule a relaxing massage or a refreshing facial. At your local Hand and Stone Massage Facial Spa for just $59.95 for first-time guests, visit one of their 55 area locations or
0: handandstone.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR.
1: Brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time. From the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. The 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony will take place in Cleveland on October 30th. The billboard has reported that rather than the induction's usual site at the city's public auditorium, the ceremony will take place in the newly revamped Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, formerly known as the Quicken Loans Arena. Hmm. The inductees for the uh, Hall of Fame will be announced in May. Artists who have made the short list are Foo Fighters, Tina Turner, Todd Rungren, Devo, The Go-Go's Iron Maiden, Dion Warwick, New York Dolls, Carol King, Chaka Khan, Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Jay-Z, uh, Fila Kuti, LL Cool J, New York Dolls, I already said New York Dolls, and Rage Against the Machine. And the New York Dolls. And the New York Dolls, of course. Uh, this was sad to hear. Bunny Whaler. Reggae Luminary, who is the last surviving founding member of the legendary group, the Whalers, died yesterday in his native Jamaica. He was 73 years old. Uh, Whaler was a baritone singer whose birth name is Neville Livingston and formed the Whalers in 1963 wow. with late superstars Bob Marley and Peter Tosh uh, when they lived in a slum in the capital of Kingston. Uh, They catapulted uh, to international fame with the album Catch a Fire and also helped popularize Rastafarian culture among better-off Jamaicans starting in the 1970s. Uh, He had uh, died due to complications from a stroke that he had back in July. So
5: the Rasta movement was more of a... Wealthier, or at
1: least a well-to-do. No, 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 no. It it was, uh, well, I guess it it was more prevalent in the in the poorer right uh, communities. And I, I think when it says more well-off, I think just the the general population of, right. of Jamaica. But, ma'am, watch that documentary called Marley. It's it's so good. I, I it's just. You've you forg- never seen Delaware like it. You forget well, yeah, yeah. Delaware's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, right. they go and they they yeah. talk to people who Bob lived with in Delaware. Huh, is that uh, wild? In Wilmington it's crazy. and uh and yeah, dude, he was he was vacuuming hotel rooms mm. at the Dupont Hotel and and uh freaking Bob Marley and some people that that jammed with him were or still live in in uh in Wilmington, but it's pretty damn impressive. He was he was something special, man. And that whole band, that whole group, and they for the longest time made no money, like yeah. nothing. Uh, and then eventually it hit once once uh, the Whalers took off and and hit internationally, and it was you know uh, just amazing music. Um, so his uh, death was mourned worldwide as people shared music memories and pictures of the renowned artist. Greta Van Fleet have released a live video for Heat Above, the latest track from their upcoming sophomore LP, The Battle of Garden at Garden State, which is due out on April 16th. The clip was filmed in Nashville. Via release, the group said, Heat Above is theatrical, eloquent, and exaggerated. This is a dream in the clouds, a moment of peace in the storm. Thematically, we are dead center in the cult of heaven, surreal, strange, alive, and free.
3: Huh?
1: Well, that's... <laughs> Kathy, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the battle at Garden State reflects heavily on the group's personal and spiritual growth, as well as deepening empathy for the struggles and inequalities that others are experiencing. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then the last story, Hell Yeah, are adding some heavy metal to their collection. Uh, the band's self-titled debut album has been certified gold in the U.S. for sales more than half million dollars. Copies. The Hell Yeah album was released in 2007 and produced the hits You Wouldn't Know and I don't even know how to pronounce this. Alcohol and Ass. That's it. Okay. Alcohol and Ass. Alcohol and Ass. Oh,
7: okay.
1: Uh, Hell Yeah's latest project, Welcome Home, was released in September of 2019. Kind of a short music news report for you today, but, but still full of information we can use. That is uh, able to dig up today, and we'll wrap with that. But. We're going to put you to work because we have a secret text word. And, Kathy, we need a number caller, please.
2: 16.
1: All right. Let's get caller 16, 215-263-WNMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win. And when we get back, we'll find out if that's you. And maybe you, if not you, the caller, it might be you, the texter. We'll be back with that. Stay with us.
0: And Steve Show and podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks.
1: Wrapping up our program for today. I've enjoyed today's show. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of good phone calls this morning. Good interviews. Some stuff to give away. Yeah, it makes for a good day. Yeah. And. Rising temperatures, sunny skies. I'm wearing shorts. All these great things. Our pets, yeah. heads are falling off. Yep. It's all adding up.
5: To, I'm, uh, I'm going to force summer. <laughs> I'm going to force thing. spring and summer.
1: If you can get past Saturday, I think we're going to be good. I love it. Uh, we're going to we're gonna dip down on Saturday, but then uh, after that, um, I'm, I'm going to say this now. No more snow for the uh, rest yeah. of the year. Uh,
5: Yeah, it better be. Mm-hmm. I'll back you up. If we see clouds coming, we'll go beat them up. Did I just magically create something, no.
4: Casey. You did it. Yep, I did it. You done did it. No, nope, I think we're good.
5: I think.
1: We've
2: Meanwhile, we're still skiing. We're like holding on to ski and snowboard season well, as long as we can now. In the <laughs>
5: resorts, they right, it, so it's it's cooler. They can make snow.
2: Yeah, you know, what we used to, as kids, we always traveled to Vermont during uh, Easter break. We would go right before Easter. So I think, um, and yeah, in some places, it's, yeah. it's still okay. But I mean, even around here, you know, it was warm. It was a little slushy, but we're holding on to it. Hey,
5: you're, you're taking Jace for his snowboarding lessons. Are you... Are you hitting the slopes as well?
2: Yeah. So uh, when he goes for um, the after-school pro- program at Spring Mountain, um, that's just for the kids. But, oh. um, yeah, I've, I've gone with him. I'm going to oh. go with him again one more time. Um, he's really taken to snowboarding and, and doing these tricks and these terrain parks and that's stuff. Cool. So, that's cool. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Excellent. All right. Uh, I forgot. we got a, a little order of business here. we got to give away our secret text words. We're going to go to our caller, which is number 16. It is, Chris. Hey there, Chris. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. All right, Chris, do you happen to know our secret text word? Lavender? That's correct. What? That's a little like
2: Flossie.
1: Hang on just a second. Yeah, Chris does? Yeah. Chris, you don't have a sister named Flossie, do you? No. Okay. All right, well, (laughs) hang on the line. We'll get your information. We're going to give you a uh, pair of tickets for the Crayola Experience located in Easton, PA, 65,000 square feet. Of one-of-a-kind family fun attractions. It's also this week's big freaking deal. Uh, two tickets to Crayola Experience for just $23. And that's available while supplies last at WMMR.com. You just use the keyword deal. And we also had a texter that won and It is Nicole Rotella, who is from, what does that say, Casey? It's in New uh, Jersey. Manahawken. That's in Manahawken, New Jersey, That's where she's located. Manahawkin. Right, so, I don't think America. I've ever heard of that. We've had a lot of ladies be our winners. Have you noticed that the last mm. couple of days? Oh, really? That have uh, been throwing the fun. Sometimes it, yeah, it goes one way. Sometimes, uh, for some bizarre reason, one gender will take hold, and I think grab we've been
5: all. we've been more feminine sounding, and I oh, think that's that what's
1: be it. We've been more feminine this week. That's, that's what's it. attracting, yeah, the okay. winners. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, thank you to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hey! Who's on this morning. His book is called Cosmic Queries, and he dives into the big questions that people might have, like who are we, how we got here, where are we going, when's it going to end, all that stuff. How much can we press? Uh, yeah, how much can I bench? Uh, so uh, it was really cool to have him on, and uh, he's, he's great every single time, so very, very nice. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. Casey, you're prepared for that? Yeah, apparently uh,
4: Pierre had a flat in his tractor. And so he had to hoe everything in his garden by him.
0: By oh hand. my so god,
4: he's going to be running be later. All, All right, right I'll so I'll you're going to do it. All right, okay. no problem.
0: Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the Daily Letter.
1: All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the Letter E, is in everything? All right, and we now have three. We're getting there. We have five hundred dollars part of the T-Mobile Five G Fridays, where T-Mobile is giving away five Gs in the name of speed. And with the Preston and the Steve Show. And for another shot at $500, you just click contest at WMMR.com, and you're going enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? I will take this opportunity to thank the fine sponsors of the Preston and the Steve Show. They are as followed. Dunkin', the official coffee of the President and the Steve Show. Also, Salas University, the future of health science. Visit salas.edu. And also colonoscopy. No, it's actually U.S. Digestive. It leads with colonoscopy here. Colonoscopy. It (laughs) it beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at usdigestivehealth.com. So thank you, U.S. Digestive Health. Tomorrow on this program, man, we're going to have Ray Don Chong on.
5: How awesome is that?
1: Tommy Chong's daughter and star of Commando, great actress in her own right. And we'll also have comedian Akash Singh joining us. And uh, we'll give stuff away. We'll have a good time. That's all there is to it. That's awesome. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, friend.
0: Bye bye. The Preston and Steve, small business, love you, help you live.
11: Good morning, Preston and Steve family. This is Kate Taylor, owner-operator of Katie Did Cleaning. We are a residential and small business cleaning company located in Reutersford, Pennsylvania. Working from home and feeling overwhelmed, back to work and feeling the same, we can help. Realtors, we do photo prep, staging prep, move out, and move in cleaning. Check us out on Facebook at K-A-T-E-D-I-D Cleaning katie did cleaning let us do your dirty work next message hi this
9: is
12: matt from new jersey school of music do you have the covid blues well the new jersey school of music in medford and cherry hill new jersey is here to help our friendly and professional teachers teach students of any ability with some home practice you will be jamming in no time We are currently
9: offering both in-person and virtual music lessons. Additionally, we offer music therapy provided
12: by board-certified music therapists. For more information, check out our website, njschoolofmusic.com, or give us a call. We hope to hear from you soon.
0: The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 933 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does
9: sell him for less.